one size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wegovy and Zepbound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com/weightloss. That's plushcare.com/weightloss. plushcare.com/weightloss. Welcome to the Cultaholic Wrestling Podcast. If you like a lot of wrestling on YouTube, join our cult. Hello and welcome to the wonderful world of Cultaholic where we all get along and we're all good friends. If you don't believe me, please ask my close personal friend Ross on Rasslin, a proud Team Ross representative, and the bastard, Jack. Second time, second time, Matthew, that's wrong. What did I say? Team Ross. You said Team Ross. Ross. We're going to keep going with this, otherwise we'll be here all day. I'm sorry. It was me, it was Adam, it was Owen on Team Owen. Because then our thing was it was going to be really nice to you and then go, and here's the bastard, who's rolled his sleeves up for some reason. I do that all the time. I do that Um, all the time. The cheat and get, the Randy Orton ruining Drew McIntyre's push, (gasps) Mr. Jack, Coldaholic champion. No, no, see, the belt hasn't changed. The belt's vacant now. Matthew, it's fine that you don't watch what we do. It's fine. It's completely fine. I asked Owen who won and he said you did. This is so book report the last minute when you've not read it. This is (laughs) incredible. Right, Matthew, I didn't watch it because none of you bastards invited me, so I, what, I went to bed instead. Um, but what, you guys, we didn't, we didn't have a party. We're all in our individual like houses. Um, I was on the outside crying my eyes out. So this is what happened, right? It was Team Owen, which was Ross, Adam, and Owen, and Team Me, which was me, Tom, and Sam. Now, because we won, that means the belt is going to go to one of us three, but that'll be decided a TLC. And I didn't screw Owen. I'm just better than him at predicting fake fighting on YouTube. <laughs> so when I asked Owen who's the champ and he said, uh, Jack is... All right, cool. Two seconds. Just down this pro <laughs> Owen sign, making me look like a fanny. Um, well done, Jack. It's good to see you on Team Mafu then. Ah, oh, happy to have you back, my good personal friend. How That's all right. You? That's okay. That wasn't you the sound- intro I was expecting to do, by the way, in case you're wondering. You sound um, like Kenny. Is there a lag? Have I gone? Am I, I still heard there? You. I just didn't get it. What? Oh, my close personal friend. It's what Kenny says about everybody. Oh, oh my close he? personal friend. My yeah, close he says it about. Friend. But like, oh. it, he says it about like Undertaker, Sting, like all of that. Oh, oh right, the... right, right, right. <laughs> so it's definitely accurate in this case as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So let's start afresh. How the hell are you, Ross? Uh, I am disgruntled after the announcement <sighs> yesterday that uh, the t- the tears are back here in the UK. Newcastle's been put in the the worst one. Um, if I had kids, I could uh, take them to school. They could go and frolic around the playground with their pals and whatever. Then I could take them for a haircut in the middle of town. I can take them around Primark where there's no social distancing, but I couldn't take them out for a meal or go around to be parents to see them or something like that. It makes no sense and I'm disgruntled. It's finally cracked. 
my morale has cracked in this lockdown era. How the hell are you two doing? Because I'm doing rough. <laughs> ah, it's finally happened. It's taken this long, but finally I feel miserable due to lockdown. <laughs> I think you're allowed to be Ross, though. So <laughs> you're miserable for completely legitimate reasons. So. I'd be all right if it made sense, but none of it makes any sense. It's just Boris taking care of his pals down in London and fobbing off the rest of the country. Nobody. Tory prick. <laughs> Get their minds back open. Down with Thatcher. <laughs> I don't want to be all like, anybody looks out for the Northeast, like, but Michael Potts, who we used to work with at What Culture, who now I think writes for the Radio Times down in He's London. He's a sports editor, I believe I. Bloody hell. Fair play to him. He made a very good point on Twitter saying that. If you look at other regions, they're broken down into like minuscule, like Manchester's broken down into City, Manchester, Greater Manchester, Bury, Oldham, like whatever. There's all the different little bits that it's broken down into. Northeast's just Northeast, Tier 3, see us later. And I know that we live in the city, so we would be in Tier 3 anyway, but it's a bit harsh on the people from the people from right. up Ross's way and everything. Aye, yeah. I was born in a field, in a barn. That's all that's there in Northumberland. They're <laughs> like, locked down as well. Like Jesus. There's more sheep than there are people in Northumberland, man, and they're locked down as well. None of it yeah. makes any sense. But no. uh, people come for these podcasts to get away from the issues in the world. I already regret springing it all up, but I couldn't hold it in. <laughs> Matthew, yeah. how are you? <laughs> oh, I'm fabulous after hearing that. And uh, yeah, I think we would be amiss to not mention anything like this because it's it means for the people watching this, that yes, the wonders of doing uh, podcasts over Zoom or Discord or if a better app gets invented will be continuing. Ross will drop something on his keyboard for the next few weeks just to spite us all. And yeah, I am keeping myself mentally strong by going for jogs. And weirdly enough though, going by the what it means that we can do in the tiers, and none of my friends or close relatives wanted to do anything involved a pub, a restaurant or a sporting event anyway when we could do it. So it's literally the same thing as I've been doing the past few months anyway. I will be walking to Leeser's Park with my big raincoat on, feeding the ducks, and that will be the highlight of the week. And I'm looking forward to seeing the ducks. We've got friends now. We've got a thing going. Fair Anything going to my podcast where I'll ruin everybody's name at the start where they do the Colorholic <laughs> Team Owen thing, and they went, that sounds crap, Matthew. Don't do that. And I went, oh, what do you ducks know? Yeah, sure listened. But yeah, we should move away from the weird, weird world of reality and the <clears> weird, <throat> weird world of wrestling instead. Oh... First of all, some happy news. Xavier Woods has become a presenter for the returning G4 brand. Some What's gaming thing in America, I don't oh, understand. The, the choir lads from X Factor. Yeah, yeah them <laughs> like, oh, God, they covered Bohemian Rhapsody. Is that them? <laughs> I, I think so, yeah. Well, they were called G4, weren't they? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You sunk my battleship. To be fair, though, I G4! saw... Oh, G4! Don't I you... Saw, do- oh, no, it was Woods. Sorry, it was Woods. Okay. Yeah. I saw... Uh, who was it? It was Woods starting one of his Twitch streams with Adam Cole and Cesaro. They were all singing there, so maybe that could have been the start of a, a brand new American G4, also involving Tyler Breeze, who couldn't have been there for personal reasons or something. There was just a picture of Tyler Breeze. He wasn't singing with the rest of them. I love those four. The party, they're called. The party. And they know how to as well. Let well, me they're, tell called, you. they're called G4 now. Right, sorry. Yes. But formerly, they knew how to party. Now they sing opera. Um... I thought when you said G4, I got reminded of that song, Like a G6, which reminds me of some terrible establishments in Newcastle from about 10 years ago. <laughs> Do you remember Basement Trebs Bar? Yeah. Oh, brilliant. Good times. Hi. So he's uh, become a presenter. Duly successful. Hashtag Creed for G4 on social media. And 
He also won the eSports Content Creator of the Year Award for Up, Up, Down, Down. Oh, so, not us. Good for them. And I imagine this would be one of these situations where they go, fantastic, love your stuff. What else do you do apart from gaming? They go, I'm a professional wrestler. I've been on TV. Oh, really? That's cool. We had no idea. Rather like Sasha <laughs> Banks joined the Mandalorian. And uh, yeah, oh, happy for him. He's a good nerd. Like those bad nerds you read about, boo hiss. So I see this as a, a win for the good guys, because obviously me and Xavier Woods have so much in common. Um, some negative news. Bob Ryder, one of the founders of TNA, passed away this week. Uh, to me, and other people my generation and older, he's known for best being behind the OneWrestling.com news site, which was a big thing in the late 90s. And a lot of people used until they discovered what a pop-up advert was. And it would kill your PC quicker than a dodgy email. So uh, I think it is still around technically, but without pop-ups disabled, I wouldn't dare venture onto it. Um, one wrestling would lead him to WCW, becoming close with Bischoff. And then when TNA got started, he would do travel and arrangements like that with talent. And so yeah, uh, RIP Bob Ryder. One wrestling meant a lot of things for people, but I realize at this stage, not a lot of people know or care about that type of thing. So I thought I would ask, Ross, what was the first wrestling site that you used or found? Oh, I've got no idea because I my when I first got on the internet, I wasn't watching wrestling. Oh. So my sort of consumption of wrestling started at the start of the last decade, like sort of twenty twelve ish sort of time. So I, I I'm the wrong person to ask Matthew, to be honest with you. <laughs> that, that's absolutely fair enough. A good answer, Jack. Same question. Probably four one one mania. Yeah, yeah, but that I know there was like plenty of sites before that. Like, um, what's it called? Was it was Lords of Pain an early one? I think at the same time, more or less, right. the exact right. yeah, cool. yeah. I think four one four and one was mine because it would do it does those weekly write ups of Raw yeah. and SmackDown, and I wanted to secretly follow the wrestling without anyone knowing. So I'd just scuttle on there, read about what happened, go, "Who's Mister Kennedy?" and then get off. Yeah. Oof. I'm no, no, no! Sure, I'm sure he's glad to hear that. <laughs> no, the and, PC uh, was in the the PC was in a communal area of the house. It, I couldn't get a laptop. Game changer. What am I talking about? I love it. Keep it. Just <laughs> bury that hole bigger and bigger. Just room for you and a certain mid carder from 2007. <laughs> and, yeah, and I realise now, though, in a weird way, going you know, being so long, uh, long of tooth, as they say, and seeing all the generation changes, that you you guys doing the the daily news videos here at Call the Holic. You're like the Bob Riders and Larry Zonkers Bloody to hell. the current generation. It was just weird to think of like that. That yeah, so. is weird. Yeah. God. Bringing shame to the profession. <laughs> yeah. Sorry to them. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Sorry to their memory. Uh, another news, Doc Gallows is on the shelf for four to six weeks, so Impact Wrestling said, don't worry, we've got something to replace him. <laughs> so Hornswoggle showed up as the we nominal one J... <laughs> I can't even say it. Say J Squoggle. Bloody hell. Time to um, fly. Time to fly, yes. Yeah, just pick him up and throw him. And uh, yeah, and he made an impression by doing a combo, then calling Ethan Page his legit name for some reason on Impact Wrestling. Yeah, and that, that's their solution, meaning that he's appeared in the space of one week on AEW and Impact. He's yeah. the next Don Callis. <laughs> <laughs> so, I guess we'll, we'll, we'll never find out who his dad is after that AEW thing last week. So it ended on a cliffhanger, didn't it? Him just crying there in the door. Who's the baby daddy? Oh, yeah. Oh. It's well, it was, it was Vince McMahon. No, an AEW yeah. law. It can't be Vince McMahon, can it? Well, 
Oh, it was using a... WCW logic, it's going to be Virgil, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> the other Vincent. Was it okay. proven not to be Vince in the end as well? Didn't they wreck on it and go, no, that never happened? He wasn't really. Or am I thinking of... I've Dominic repressed and... all memory of uh... that. <laughs> am I thinking of Dominic and Eddie? No, and Finley the... came out and said, Finley no, actually, was he's dad. mine. Finley and then he battered JBL because JBL was beating him up. JBL had yeah. that match with Hornswog <laughs> on the cage where he just annihilated him, bless him, and just you know, follow slam into the cage. Oh my god! And then Finley went, "I've had enough of this. You're actually my real son." And it was ne- Vince Man was never mentioned again. Yes. Yeah. It's fin- Finley. He needs to show up now. Yeah. He's still. He's just re-signed him. with WWE, hasn't he? Oh right. Well, <laughs> well, the AEW using him after that. <laughs> uh, WWE has. Sorted something out with their stockholders after this goes all the way to the Saudi Arabian plane situation, which you all remember being that exciting news story where were they stuck? Were they stuck in the country on a plane or were they not? Uh, everybody in WWE seemed to say everything's fine, and then a lot of people were tweeting ambiguous stuff that seemed to say that they were very happy to be out of the country yeah. in one piece. Uh, yeah, because of um, not disclosing potentially negative information. Uh, which led to the purchase of stock at artificially inflated prices. They've had to pay out uh, some $39 million subject to court approval. So, yeah, uh, here comes the money. The settlement will also include full release for all defendants and will contain no admission of liability or admission or truth regarding the allegations. So, look, we're not saying if it was true or not, but here's $39 million. (laughs) Shut your mouths and take our money, you dirty scallywags. Absolutely. And... In other news, John Moxie appeared on Rene's, Rene's podcast to talk about how he used to do cocaine and then go to the library to read books. Really? I Did didn't he? listen to this. Have <laughs> you not seen this? Oh, no. it's amazing. Wow. Well, I'll do some so- coke and uh, read a book. And she's, she's laughing going, what? <laughs> That's so book. The five-minute clips you put on YouTube was all him just going, oh, I love professional wrestling. If I could wrestle in front of 200 people down at local rec centre, I would do it. That's how much I would love it. That's how much I love it, sorry. I didn't realise it went that deep. I need to give oral sessions a listen to now. I can't believe she's called it that. Oral sessions. Dirty. One more time, Ross. Huh? One more time. Oral sessions. (laughs) It's even worse with a moustache in it. Oral <laughs> sessions. Some poor lad's going to be on a train listening to this in the headphones, and you'll just hear it. <laughs> yeah. The other news, I think we'll pass it. Let's say it in passing. Uh, Maradona, RIP. Mm. He means a lot to our country for various reasons. Uh, I saw the amazing documentary this year when I thought lockdown was only going to be two months long. I uh, really enjoyed it. Um, what, what a talent on that man. But who cares? At this side of the world, we'll. <laughs> Call the newspapers, we'll forever know him as that cheating hand of God bastard. Well, like, what are your football memories of him, Ross? Well, I, I'm over that, to be honest with you. That was in 1986, and that was a long time ago, and Peter Shilton and people like that need to give their head a wobble, I guess I would say. <laughs> Aye, we're here on this professional wrestling podcast speaking about an unbelievable, unbelievable footballer, one of the best of all time. Disagree with FIFA's... Oh, somebody's told FIFA to retire the number 10 shirt as we're sat here, and uh, they're considering that, apparently. From everyone? From everybody. Whoa. Guess now would include Messi, who's... (laughs) (laughs) And what that means for Pele, I have no idea, but um, yeah, he was was all all right. (laughs) He was all right. Got to keep the wrestling there. The guy from Dark Order. um, Yeah, he was good at football, was Messi, and he also loved the Coke. (laughs) Yeah. Maradona. Oh, sorry, yeah, Maradona, not Messi. (laughs) 
<laughs> for our lawyers, Maradona, not Messi. He's Jesus. just like the HDH did Messi. <laughs> now, Mar- Jack, what do you have to say? <laughs> Something a bit mythical about Maradona, wasn't there? Because I think the last World Cup he appeared at was the 94 one. So I'd have been very young. Yeah. So I, I only know him from video, like clips of old matches and stuff. But, oh, what a, what a player. And also, like, because today, right, Messi is a brilliant footballer, but he's kind of, he's not great on the mic. Do you see what I'm saying? Like, he's yeah. a great worker, not so good on the mic. Messi, uh, Maradona had both. He could cut a promo. He could wrestle a great match. He could play a good game of football. Um, I think he was, he's quite an icon, isn't he? He's like up there with the likes of Jordan and Muhammad Ali and stuff in the football world. Yeah, sad. And in the mafia world. <laughs> that documentary is unbelievable. When he was in Napoli. When he was in with Napoli. Mm. Uh, yeah. Yeah, until the uh, football screwed him by putting him in a position where he couldn't win. Bloody hell. Yeah, do you mind me scoring against you in this World Cup? Oh, creatures. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, Maradona, RIP. Uh, that's all we have to say about that. Something, something to do with wrestling coming up next. Oh, no, wait, it's the Hall of Fame segment. It's Hall of Fame now. Next next segment, there'll be some wrestling, we promise. Everybody get excited for the Cultaholic Hall of Fame. Ah, Now it's time for everyone's favourite segment, the Hall of Fame. And in condescending order from last week, Craig David, 14%. Oh. Very surprised at that. I thought that would be it. I mean, if people don't remember Craig David, then the entire bit I just talk about onewrestling.coms could be whoosh. (laughs) Uh, John Bon Jovi, timeless to some, but not this podcast. Twenty-one percent. What's going on? What I demographic have... are we a part of now? Like, what, what? What's our main demographic here? Can't be eighteen to forty-nine. Can it be fifty plus? What's going on? Billy Eilish know. and that all the young kid, all the young hip, all the young hip folk. They don't know Craig David and Bon Jovi. I know. <laughs> all the kids with hips. Yeah. <laughs> but surprisingly, I did not expect this at all. The acclaimed pre-match. Uh, this track of whoever the hell it was who were wrestling on AW Dark with the line, you couldn't get booked for a portrait of your family. 65%. I am astonished. I am very grateful. But what a what a, what a line. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, I'm devastated at this loss. Not got this the back catalogue of a John Bon Jovi, though, has it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it. I claim second diss track's going to have a lot of uh, hype behind it now. So I guess I'll go first. First time in a while. Bloody hell. Um, it was a toss-up between the Undertaker doing his cameo videos, but I think we'll make fun of that later on, and or doing the Twitch stream on Saturday. It went very well, considering the Sega Saturn emulator I used, which worked fine. First time, for the first time in my life, I've got an emulator working like that. Decided to crap out as soon as the stream started, and I went, <laughs> this is a bad joke, this. Uh, but then we talked and started playing, and people seemed to have fun, because in the chat, having good times. And I realised, something that we've mentioned quite a few times on this podcast, but I've never actually stopped the stream and showed it to people. The Kevin Nash shoot interview that he does oh. in a restaurant. <laughs> and I thought, you know what, sod it. Because there's a really good video that highlights all the bits of ASMR goodness when he's like, <laughs> oh. yeah. And I just showed that to people. And I just sat back there howling like a dog left outside in the rain for the five minutes it was played because it was just... Okay, I mean, everything is funny about it from a production standpoint. Kevin Nash talking to a dude in a restaurant the framing slightly off, so there's a painting like here rather than in between the two guys, so it's all right. They're in a restaurant to do a shoot interview. Kevin Nash has a microphone to hold, 
And so he holds it like one arm here, so it's poke, so it's poking out like this the entire time in between his legs, like he's an NXT UK cameraman. And then he's eating with this hand and asking, answering questions, but he's not like pausing. He's just like, so what was your run like in a WCW with Scott Hall? Oh, me and Scott Hall. <laughs> and it's just the best. It's everything about it is hilarious. And I thought I'd actually show that to people on the Twitch stream and they watched it and loved it and go, you have to put this in the Hall of Fame this week. So I am. And if you Fair. don't believe me how good this was, uh, go and search it. Go and you know, make sure you tell people in the comments, Kuldalik sent me and all this, like they have for the Scylla Black, she's a journalist video. <laughs> so yeah. She's a journalist. Have you seen that, Ross? I didn't realise that that was a thing, a Pachiti era thing, and you went here for the, the Scylla Black clip. I've never seen that Scylla Black thing. Oh. I remember, it, did he share it on Twitter? I think I've seen yeah. it once maybe just by that, but yeah, I was never aware of that one. It's insane. It's like something from like, a mafia film. I can't believe it. Yeah. It's so cold. A Maradona film. Yeah. So, what do you want that listed as, by the way, Matthew, in the on the Patreon page? Kevin Nash salad? Potato? It's pasta? lasagna, isn't it? Is it lasagna? <laughs> Kevin Nash lasagna. Uh, mud kip. Mud, mud kip. kip? That's the pocket. Muck What's bang. it called? <laughs> <laughs> we are old. Jesus. <laughs> Kevin Nash mukbang. Mud kip. <laughs> mud kip. Nearly so close. Good starter, water type and ground. Oh, what a powerful combo, though, with Mudkip. Legend. I might put Mudkip down so people vote for it if you've done listen to things. Like, <laughs> oh, I love Pokemon Me, and they vote for it and then get very annoyed when they see next week's podcast. Mm. Uh, let's see, second place, John Bon Jovi Ross. What have you got for us? Mine's a wrestling one this week. Can oh, I believe it? Who would have thought of it? He'll never win. Um, but I was watching this week's NXT, and I found myself ruffling at a sassy... Bill Regal, Mr. William Regal himself, who was uh, sort of brought onto the scene by Kevin Owens, who I've thought that entire segment was so weird how Kevin Owens was just poking fun at all the tropes. And I guess some people might have found it funny. I was just sat there going like, oh, it's not quite doing it for me, but I can see what he's trying to do. But he's like, uh, if only we had a Teddy Long figure to come out here on NXT and book a triple threat match between Leon Ruff and Damian Priest and Johnny Gagano. And then, oh, no, here comes Willie Regal. And now and he just says... Um, player with a very sassy little afterwards really, which he, really he always good. does very very well and I was in hysterics when I saw that so it's sassy William Regal saying player with the added little oh how you do sir afterwards <laughs> he's very good there was Ross is going to win because that was hilarious it was really good have you seen the um the video where he teases shouting war games but he just says <laughs> you never see two pretty best friends <laughs> 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 I like that because it took He's me a so few good. watches to get like to figure out what does that mean. It's a yeah. I think it was also a recent meme where someone said it as well. But oh. obviously, it sounds like it sounds like an old wise proverb though. So I thought it was good. Yeah, yeah. That's a good pick. I haven't seen NXT, but I assume it was good. Just by what you've said. So Jack, that leaves you. Uh, the, La- the last seri- but not least. Don't have What? Strowman took such offence at a, a that nice was thing to so say. stupid, <laughs> wasn't it? Yeah, no, wasn't wonder it? The, no wonder the general population doesn't watch wrestling when we've got crap like that happening. Who, yeah. who reacts like that to someone saying last but not least? Oh. Strowman, oh. Is kayfabe Strowman stupid? Yes. That, like, that's fine. I think that I can sort of excuse it. His brother is brain Strowman, remember? <laughs> <laughs> that's like 2015 all over again. Bloody hell. I've not had that one for a while. Sorry. Jack, what is your what is your pick and why is it brainstorming? No, it's um it's the series Cobra Kai. Cause oh. 
Have either of you watched it? No. Damn. Have either of you watched the original Karate Kid? No. <laughs> Years ago, yeah. Did you History, like it? Repeat itself. Try and you succeed. Crane kick. Yeah. You're the best. Wax around. Wax yeah. All the all the excellent Banana Rama. Peter Cetera on there as well. I don't know. It's got uh, Glory of Love. I oh, am a man who maybe. will fight for your honor. Potentially. What a song that is. It's got a brilliant soundtrack because it was the 80s. Um, but Cobra Kai is, I mean, have you heard of it, either of you? Yeah. Yeah, I've heard of it, yeah. I've never seen it. Yeah, it's just the way they flip it is so good because it focuses at first on Johnny, the, the bad guy of Karate Kid, and his life's a mess and he's never got out of the 80s, so he drives a red Firebird and he drinks Coors... Not Coors Light, some like old school, I don't know what it is, Coors Banquet, I think it's called. It's a weird looking beer. And he listens to hair metal and everything. And it's just so funny because he tries to start a dojo with all like millennials and stuff. So they're all like, <laughs> like a girl walks in and he's like, sorry, no, girls can't do karate. And the rest are like, no, no, they can't. And he's like, quiet. It's just very, very funny. And then he, go- but then you realize he's got a heart and he teaches the kids and it's all a bit School of Rock in that way, but then guess who pops up to try and ruin it? Jack Bloody Dan- No, uh, no. Uh, <laughs> Daniel-san from Karate. Daniel pops up to try and shut it down. Daniel is now a successful car dealer. He he chops the competition or something. It kicks the competition. It's very good. I've, I've not sold it well, but anyone who's watched it will know what I'm talking about. It's cheesy and awful, but it's bloody brilliant as well. And they've announced a third season for next when, early next year, I think. So mine is Cobra Kai, which is on Netflix now. There you go. Lovely. I'm just looking yeah. at the soundtrack on IMDb, and it's just all the 80s bands. Oh. Survivor, Moment uh-huh. of Truth, The is this, Flirt, Bop is this, Bop on the Beach. Is this the Karate Kid soundtrack, or is this the Cobra Kai soundtrack? It's the both Karate got, Kid soundtrack. Cobra Kai's got an 80s soundtrack as well. Lot of Has stuff it, by there. God? Does it have a Gang of Four I don't know. Cobra Kai. It's got soundtrack. it's got White Snake. Here I go again on my own and all that. Oh, that's the, mm. that it's is well, as what definitive like it's two a.m. and I'm knackered and then that song comes on and suddenly <laughs> I made up my well, mind. I mean, don't because I miss nights out quite a lot. And do, it's quite do, do, do. Oh, is this just on your own? <laughs> if it's two a.m. and you're knackered, stick a bit yeah, of White this, Snake this on. Point, yeah, ready I mean, to go. Me, me and my wall. Yeah. So, um. Yes, it's. Uh, I'm trying to look for a website just to tell me all the bloody songs, but it's just. That's okay. Yeah, this is going nowhere. Oh wait, we have. Nah, it's crap. Sorry. There's well, also. It hasn't evolved to give me a very easy website to give me all the bloody songs on one soundtrack. But Cobra Kai, I have heard many people talking about this. I should watch it, but I actually deactivated Netflix because I watched everything I wanted to watch. Right. Gave it a break. Me and Netflix are having some time out. Fair. There, there is. A, I'll tell one because there's lots of callbacks to the original Karate Kid. There is one good bit, which is where Johnny's sat there. He's obviously making his first student clean his new dojo that he's bought on some like strip mall, and um, yeah. So obviously he's cleaning the windows, and the kid goes, "Mr. Lawrence, is there any particular way you want me to clean these windows?" And he goes, "I don't give a crap." It's just so like it's very good, very good. Okay, that's yeah. nice. And those were the three picks for the Hall of Fame this week. They were Kevin Nash, ASMR, Mudkip. It's called Mudkip. It's way easier for my brain to remember it. <laughs> uh, thing that he did with uh, some company. I probably made a lot of money out of it. Uh, Ross Twiddell's mighty pick of just NXT yeah, yeah. this week or just one specific bit? 
No, the William Regal player. The William Regal player bit. <laughs> and Jack King's Cobra Kai. Just the first two seasons, because I haven't seen the third one yet. Doesn't exist yet. Yes. But you know what does exist? The ability to vote for one of these fantastic picks by going to patreon.com forward slash occultaholic. This is this week in the wrestling. It's this bloody week in the wrestling. Ha! Ah. This week in wrestling. Before I do that, I do realise that I may be looking rude or whatever. Uh, it was my birthday this week. Oh, God! I had many people... Oh, happy birthday for the other day, Matthew. <laughs> no, it's, no, I wasn't Sorry. aiming like that, but thank, thank you very oh, much, Jack. I reacted like an anime character who sees a girl that he likes there. I was like, no! Yeah. It's falling on your head, nosebleed. I appreciate yeah. that, Jack. But the, uh, I had lots of nice people saying nice things about me. That makes it nice, makes a nice change. But I just want to make a little shout-out to Stephen Scott, who we all know. It's one of the lovely, lovely fans we have here at Colorholic. Many like him, but this one is mine. He made a little video of just highlights. Uh, I say highlights, it's just me talking, generally wearing shirts on the <laughs> Colorholic podcast over the years and how I've evolved from hairstyles to the size of my chin for some reason. Um, from when we were doing them to ver- at the very start, we're all huddled together like... With a dynamic, <laughs> the dynamic camera oh, work. Not the camera Whoa. angle. <laughs> we're, we're like three homeless dudes surrounded like one of those bins that's on fire. You know, the start, hello... You know. I felt bad for Pachi because he had to spend an hour just hunched over with the second camera. Yeah. God. Whoa, dynamic camera shot. And, uh, <laughs> I, can't believe we did, I can't believe we did that. That And it wasn't a parody in any form or fashion. It was... That's right. Cultaholic in your face. <laughs> oh. Flying a drone over the yeah. ceiling of the room. <laughs> hey, we're going to start off this week with a joke about a pedophile cut Matthew. No, not on a fact. Well, we can't say that. No, no. Just say something else. Oh, but Hi. we can't think of another term for a sex offender on this podcast. We'll go nowhere. Oh, we'll just not, not talk about it, I guess. And so can, it was, but Pachee can con the population of Dorset or wherever. That's allowed. I don't, right, thank you, Jack. I think we all say this at the same time. <laughs> that was, right, very, that was very but, funny, though. That was very yeah. funny. Matthew, we can't be like that. That's not a very good image to set. And then he's like, hey, I'm on Facebook groups. <laughs> <Gee>. <laughs> it was very good, though. I did enjoy it. I enjoyed oh, no. the picture which had Mr. Pacitti underneath it of him. <laughs> That's our boss. Okay, so casual reminder. Anyway, I, my knew, point was, I knew him before sorry. he was the majority shareholder. It's fine. Uh, it's all I, fine. I didn't. Uh, my point was, thank you very much, Stephen, for making the effort of doing that. Uh, it, was, it was very refreshing, very flattering to see someone focus on me that much to make a little music video. So someone say, thank you very much, pal, and I hope you're all right. And for everybody else, thank you as well. It's not a competition, but... If it was Stephen one, SmackDown, uh, we get a big carousel. What of an opening promo with these yeah, like eight man tag revolving like one person comes out and then another person interrupts them. And oh, then another I person. see. A I parade see. might have been a better. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, a better simile. Yeah, metaphor. like the Macy's Day Parade they do in America at the bit where Goku yes. nearly gets taken out by the winds every year. It's fantastic. <laughs> Uh, New Day and Street Profits versus Zayn, Corbin, Rude, and Ziggler. The good lads win, and IC champion Sami Zayn takes the fall. Uh-oh, says here. Doesn't bode well for him. That's Survivor no, Series. No, no. Dory will be coming to Survivor Series. You haven't forgotten. I'm glad we do these in order now. Yeah, right. Uh, Natalia complains to Adam Pearce about having to wrestle a Survivor Series qualifying match, but wins anyway, uh, beating Tamina. E- oh, yeah, the opponent was Tamina. Um, sorry, Ross. The uh, rest of Team SmackDown join her in the ring. How are you feeling, mate? Um, uh, the, the, the disgruntlement 
<laughs> this entire podcast is growing because I'd forgotten about that. That had been repressed as well, deep into my subconscious. But you brought it back, Matthew, screaming and kicking. How can Natalia be Tamina? What sort of what sort of that about? Natalia is a joke. Well, it's like it's like it's like Bret Hart beating Yokozuna. Technical, more intelligent, negating the power advantage. I'm trying to speak in kayfabe. To, it's not working. You don't look amused. You can't. You can't compare Natalia to Bret. You can't. <laughs> You can't do it. Well, they're, they're both hearts. I got told off, by the way, for saying that. Because I, I I was saying, like, oh, she did a sharpshooter Survivor Series. So I was like, ha, 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 a heart doing a sharpshooter Survivor Series and there's no uh, bell before the, the tap out. Ha, 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 ha. That's so disrespectful, Ross. She's a night heart, not a heart. How Who dare you that? say that? Yeah. How dare you say that? Who said that? Upwards of two people. Okay. <laughs> yeah. It was N Nineheart at uh, Twitter.com. <laughs> Yes, I mean, you are technically right, but you're not. It's not your fault that you think that, given that every time she came out in commentary, Natalia Neinhardt, her uncle is Bret Hart. Also, Jim Neinhardt is his dad, you know, <laughs> every time. Even on Father's Day one year, when there was money in the bank, they went, Bret Hart's watching this. Uh, we don't know what the Anvil's doing. <laughs> Roman and Drew signed the contract for their Survivor Series match. Roman tells Drew he's the number two champion in the company. Ooh. 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 Murphy beats Rollins clean. The boyhood dream has come true. He's been trying for a while, so he's finally done it, you know? Aye. Some would say he's very trying. All it took was the... No, never mind. The sensual touch of a teenager, I was going to say. But I'm glad he didn't say it. (laughs) Christ. What what happened in this match? Where was the sensual touch of a teenager? No, just since since he's found the love of... Of Ray's oh, daughter. I thought you meant Aaliyah got involved in the action. I was like, what the hell's going <laughs> she, on here? She literally Just... boosted him into Rollins. <laughs> you can she do it, like, buddy. <laughs> like Undertaker's urn. It's like, <laughs> it's like when Bart can't go down the big hill and then Jessica Lovejoy kisses him and he can do anything and he struts home. That's what Murphy's win was like here. Yeah. She was a kid and all. Uh, Asuka and Sasha Banks <laughs> argue in the ring ahead of their match. Carmella ambushes Sasha and Asuka just watches. Ooh, intrigue. And then Daniel Bryan gets revenge on Jey Uso, beating him in the main event and probably establishing himself as Reigns' next challenger. A good lead into Survivor Series. Oh, that's next. Oh. Miz wins a pre-show battle royal, last eliminate the big Dom himself. Weird Uh, elimination. The only way of ending battle royals that we knows is to have one dude kind of go out the ring and then sneakily come in. Ha ha ha! I was actually pretending to be eliminated, but yeah. no one cares about that. Chad Gable, God, did he look good for the first time in forever? Changed yeah. his attire just to make them say, "Like, look, I look like Kurt Angle. I wrestle like Kurt Angle. Now I wear the same clothes as Kurt Angle. Make me Kurt Angle, will you? I'm like Kurt. Honest, he was good though. He was good. But yeah. I thought this, I thought this battle royal was a bit symptomatic of the issue with the Raw versus SmackDown ting. Because everyone was in it for themselves, weren't they? Only The Miz had red on, Dolph had a blue hat on, nobody else gave a toss. And I thought that was a, a crying shame at this year's Survivor Series. An event Dolph. where we didn't keep count, by the way. We didn't no. know who won yeah. on the night. I think, Ross, though, with the type of people in that uh, Battle Royal, uh, I think those people were less focused on their alliances with the brands and more hoping that they'd still be employed by the time TLC came out. So... <laughs> It was not a star-studded lineup. Uh, it was a uh, battle royal. It was a thing. 
Speaking of things, the Raw uh, men's team uh, uh, sweep. Uh, oh, Jack sorry, would like Jack. to say something. I beg your pardon. Go on, put your hand up. Uh, I just want to dwell for a moment on Dolph's blue hat because that's made an appearance before at Survivor Series. Is it a running joke? Is it a backstage funny little in joke between the lads? And then when he when he lost it, I think Otis put it on later on in the night, or was that a different hat? The the blue hat, the solitary SmackDown blue hat, has made an appearance before. And I want to know what Dolph's up to with that. Have you ever played on a night out, Save the Queen? I've done okay. Mr. Mr. President. Is that the same? Might be. At uni, if I was on a bloody bar crawl with the boys, um, we'd play a game called Save the Queen where there'd be one penny. And oh. you had to, if you had the penny, you had to put it in someone's drink and then they had to down it to save the queen from drowning. Right? Very toxic masculinity, okay? And then that person had the penny in their possession. Now they can put it in someone else's drink, right? It was a pre-COVID drinking game. Um, now, I wonder if the hat is the penny and they, they've got to wear it. No. Carry or the, on. I or the queen dies. I shouldn't have um, I shouldn't have ground the podcast to a hot. I'm sorry. You can carry on, Matthew. <laughs> Just uh, reapply the handbrake. The... Sorry, that's fantastic, Jack. But what was the did president... you ever play it? I know they brought this up. We can spice it up. Oh, I realised that that game that that... Mm. that game that you brought up had nothing to do with the game I was thinking of. But go I on. don't know if there's a term for it. It's called like get down, Mr. President. But it was a thing going around when I would go out, <laughs> go overnight. So when everybody would do that, and uh, we had one person and they put that the like the things on the yeah. like that, and everyone noticed somebody else doing it, so they'd all do it, and then. They'd have some person as the president, and then they'd all uh, eight, three, two, one, and they grab him. Up, Get down, Mr. President! <laughs> <laughs> Take him down. I have never seen that before in my life. That's good. <laughs> I want to know if people though. watching this have also done that, or am I, it's just one thing my mates knew. I like that. That's Again, we one. do this in England. So it's not get down, Prime Minister. Who cares? But you know, Get down, Mr. President! It's like, we're pretending we're FBI people. We just had like. Oh, I didn't like to join in with this one, though, because as a Sutherland fan, but because all the college bars in Durham are about a minute or two apart from each other, all the way down to the town centre, sometimes someone would shout Shearer, and then everyone had to run to the next bar doing that. Now, I wasn't too... <laughs> I'd jog behind without raising my hand, because I felt like I'd be betraying my dad if I did that. Mm. Do you not go Peter Reed or... Peter Reed Jogging slowly behind jogging slowly behind Maradona as he weaves <laughs> through the England team. Do you see that clip of him meeting Maradona yeah, all those years later? Say, I've seen the clip of Peter Reed. <laughs> that was nice. He's a quite a dignified old yeah. man. What he, did he, he turned say? around and says, I want to see a front because all I saw was the back 20 yeah. years ago. <laughs> Good one. Good Seems one, like man. a nice man. I yeah. like Peter Reed, despite yeah. his allegiances. Well, I like Bobby Robson. We can they're, do, the, they're the same. Why can't we be friends? <laughs> yeah. 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 How dare you. Raw versus Smackdown, 1986. <laughs> <laughs> Peter Reed in one hand, Bobby Robson in the other. <laughs> And then Kevin, Kevin Keegan shows up to fall off his bicycle. Um, <laughs> the Street Profits. Oh, no, sorry, I missed one. Uh, the, the Raw men's team, sweep team SmackDown with these. Uh, Rollins gets himself eliminated on purpose. Why he didn't just let Sheamus pin him and had to take a kick, I don't know. Uh, Raw actually worked together as a team and celebrated in heartwarming fashion. AJ's delighted. There were some nice bits in, some spots like uh, Jey Uso jumping on top of Keith Lee's, Keith Lee's shoulders so he could bop him. I didn't care about this match at all. Uh, why would we? There was no reason to care about it. Uh, any other thoughts apart from that? Keith Lee looked good at the end. Mm-hmm. 
That's, That's it, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Keith Lee got a new theme, finally. Oh, thank it's you, a, yes. It's a banger. I quite like it. It's not as good as the old one, but it's uh, it's 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 good all the same. So I honestly can't remember a thing that happened in this match, apart from Rollins, for the greater good, sacrificing himself. Uh, Otis and Uso ran wild for a bit when it was just them at the end. They fought really bravely, but lost anyway. That was sort of the story. And then Roman obviously was like, get out of this family. Get your brother, yeah. who did nothing wrong, and get out. And yeah. Otis went, what are you talking about? I'm a part of this family. No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that, that's a scene they need to do, just some yeah. sort of scene where Roman's hosting a dinner and Otis rocks up and just eats everything. And then Roman's upset and Roman has to deal with it. That's something I want to see on SmackDown. <laughs> I had the idea of him going, look, I'm not saying you could be replaced, Jey Uso, but Otis is sat in your seat in the buffet. Like, what? Goes there and he's like... <laughs> Anyway. You know what I was watching just before we came on here? It was uh, Luther Reigns. Do you remember that one when he had the, the Thanksgiving dinner? Oh, my God. And he comes out, yeah. supposed to be this big medicine healing. Taz is there, stuffing his face, and Taz just sort of goes... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Keeps munching. <laughs> Taz can see in the future and goes, this guy's not going to be here in six months' time. Awesome. <laughs> I've had those peas before. What yeah. is? <laughs> I've had peas. Give me some peas. Yeah. Give me some of that turkey. I remember the remixes people did back on You're the Man Now, Dog Doc. Okay, again, I aging myself by 50 years. If the Peter Reed reference, Kevin Keegan falling off his bicycle wasn't enough. Talk about You're the Man Now, Dog. Christ. Anyway, back to the reality of 2020. The Street Profits beat the New Day. And Kofi and Woods showed the younger team respect afterwards. I loved this match. I very much enjoyed this. This was on another level compared to the rest of the car as far as I was concerned because it felt like a real proper pay-per-view match between... The New Day, who everyone loves and establishes. They came out in their special By Gears of War 5, it's out now, costumes. And the commentary emphasised how the Street Profits are being compared to the New Day. Because it's not often they get, you know, charismatic, nice, cool uh, black tag teams in WWE. So when it happens, fantastic. who else are they going to compare to but the New Day? And so it actually felt like they had a proper issue, even when they were doing stuff like making fun of them or getting the red, red cups and throwing them. This felt like a big thing and it delivered in the ring. And I loved it. Bit of a passing of the torch as well, maybe. Giving them the rub, like you should right. have done with Owen. <laughs> that is not what we get up to in this household. <laughs> anyway, anyway, any thoughts, Jack? Oh yeah, yeah I thought it was, it was the best match of the night, probably. I know, I know the the main event divided opinion, but we'll get onto that. But no, I enjoyed this match a lot. Thought it was very good, Ross. Yep, very much the same. Angelo Dawkins looking very svelte. That guy's got uh, remarkably better in shape than he was. I'm sat here looking like this. <laughs> but uh, he was good. It was just a good match, wasn't it? Enjoyed the heelish. I forget who said it on the pitches video, but pitching for the new day to be more heelish than they were. Was it Jack? There you go. Um, yeah, Kofi Kingston with the cup, murdering the cup. Only in professional wrestling would that be a thing. And that's why we like it, isn't it, lads? Yeah. Nothing but positivity here. Oh, wait. Uh, Sami Zayn tries to run away from his match oh. with Lashley, but the Hurt Business don't let him. Lashley wins. Um, so they're both diddlers. But in this match, Lashley heels, was the heels, good diddler. Both, both heel, both Sorry, heels. heels. Bad uh, guys. They were both the baddies. But Lashley was the good baddie. And yeah. Zayn was the bad baddie. Because yeah. he was like, oh, this country, this country. And like, oh, he's anti-American. And that's worse than being... Yeah, but because well, Bobby Lashley is the champion of the United States. Oh, that was it. Yeah. So, uh, so uh, Wells really invested in this this match between two people who have no 
issues going against each other. The only thing they reminded me of was the 2018 feud. Sami Zayn complained about getting vertigo, and I'm like, oh yeah, they did feud. It was was crap back then. That bit was quite funny from Sami, but apart from that, not really a fan. And I didn't screw Owen, by the way, because he went for Sami Zayn. I can't be blamed for Owen losing if he picked Sami Zayn against Bobby Lashley. Come, come on. Oh, look, all I'm saying is the booking <coughs> of Cultaholic could be better. <laughs> <laughs> Sasha Banks can't get Asuka to submit with the bank statement, but catch her in a roll-up for the win. Uh, this was better than most of the stuff on the card because they're establishing that Sasha Banks is not going to lose her title straight away like she has every other time she's had a title. So at least this makes sense and it's going to have some effect on the weekly storylines going on, unlike, you know, Sami Zayn versus Lashley, which is already forgotten about. What do you think, Ross? Transitions was the name of the the name of the game in that match. Mm. Unbelievable scenes, fluid, liquid wrestling. Um, yeah, it was just a probably the best match so far this year. I would say I can't. I remember the one on Raw that ended with the silly bollocks, and then the one at SummerSlam, wasn't it? I think that this was the best one out of the three. I think maybe I'm alright with saying mm. that. I'm, 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 no, I think the other one they had. I think the SummerSlam one was one. better. Yeah, fair enough. I can't remember that far backwards. Still good. So, um, still good. Why is this thing keep on zooming in? Sorry. Um, any thoughts there, Jack? Um, weirdly, I right, I get accused of this anyway, but I actually r- totally agreed with what Meltzer said about it, I think, or Alvarez. Who? Some of them. I don't know. So they said that it was like they were... They said it was a good, very good match, but it was like they'd envisioned it being a better match. Some of the stuff they were doing, it was if they thought it was going to be a bit more... Maybe they had less time to work with than they thought or something. There were some little things that didn't make sense quite to me, but I thought generally... As Ross said, very fluid, very good. Hmm. Ooh. Do you disagree, Matthew? Let's have a fight on the. Oh podcast. no, I like that. Uh, <laughs> no, he'll just he'll just beat me and retain his title. Um, <laughs> no, I just like uh, poking fun at um, Jack every time I can get a chance to. Like then. Oh, never mind that. Uh, Lana is the sole survivor of the women's title. Oh Christ! Uh, like blah, 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 without really doing anything. No, no, after... don't skip over it because it was bad. People want to hear no, us I'm talk not. about I'm just, it. I'm just, I'm just. Some of these things I've forgotten about, and I'm reading them. I'm yeah. like, oh yeah. Uh, I wrote those really, notes for you. Without really doing anything, after Bianca Belair and Nia Jax both get counted out, um, most of the match to me was much ado about nothing. It's just like. Lana, you suck, boo. And then she sits, stands in the corner going, Meh. I'm like, wow, I can really get behind this babyface character. Like, And then the ending. Shayna Baszler gets Bianca Belair. She puts in a submission. I mean, she, oh, she does it beautifully as well. It's like, oh, handspring. No, don't think so. Catches her. Awesome. Love uh, Shayna when she's doing her stuff. And then Bianca, she gets the ropes. But no, she's actually out. She's completely out. So Shayna holds it on. She refuses to release it in five seconds. So she's DQ'd. That's crap. She's so Bianca Belair, the she's submission out. magician. Yeah. Oh, is that real? That's a nickname, isn't it? Submission magician Shayna Baszler. I will never call her that. The submission magician. The submission magician. <laughs> no. Oh, I'm not made this up. Oh, it sounds no. like you have. <laughs> she's That's not a magician. Tough. Magicians are playful. Not after that fun. finish. No, she was yeah. beforehand. <laughs> I was gonna say anyway. Nothing get distracted. So she does that. Bianca Belair's. She's out. She's. she's She's an ex Bianca Belair, right? So then Naya comes along. She's like, "I'm gonna get you on the outside," and then Bianca like recovers straight away. So they could do the count out finish. Well, she's Bianca Belair. She's strong. Est. Yeah, but I mean, the entire point of getting put to sleep like that is you're out for a bit, not you get grabbed and on the weight now. I um, thought your issue was going to be that it made Shayna look stupid because she kept on the hold for no it, reason. Th- that too. 
Uh, I like Ben Belair, but no one should be putting a... Sorry to take it back to 86, but no one should be putting a hold like that. Go out. Uh, oh, I'm all right. Seconds Whoa. later. I thought this match... It's sucked. adrenaline, Matthew. It's the adrenaline of the Thunderdome. Pulsing through our veins. That's what got us through. Well, you needed coffee and three bags full of Monster Energy to get through this. Uh, I thought this was rubbish. This did nothing for anybody. No one came out of it looking good. And Lana sucks. She won. She looked weepy. <laughs> She cried on Raw. Poor Lana. This, this was all terrible. I don't like anybody. Um, I, 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 to Ross. be fair, when they did that bit at the start with the, you get on the steps, you rubbish little woman, and then she started crying. I thought, yeah, fair enough. Sympathetic baby face, Lana. She's getting bullied. People get bullied in the real world. This is relatable stuff for people like me watching the wrestling. But then, surely the, the obvious story to tell here after the Build 2 Survivor Series is Lana going, hey, Naya and Shayna, your pair of, your pair of dickheads, I can wrestle. I'm going to go and then do some wrestling moves. And then that's how she earns the victory. But they didn't do that, and it was weird. Well, we'll see what happened on, on Raw. There was a bit of a fallout. Asuka ran away, didn't she? Bravely. <laughs> yeah, the uh, role of Chad Gable will be played by Lana. Fantastic. <laughs> now that the role of Kurt Angle will be played by Chad Gable. They've got to mix it up, you see. Roman Reigns beats Drew McIntyre after interference from Jey Uso. He forgives Jey for losing in the Elimination Tag Match. Uh for the first 10 minutes, I'm like, I'm bored of this. This is doing nothing for me. And it's kept on going and going to second gear, the third gear, the fourth gear. And I'm like, oh, okay, I'm digging this. And then, you know, one of the users ran in and did his thing. I'm like, oh, good. Wow. Drew McIntyre getting protected in a loss. They can do it. Oh, lovely. Um, yeah, really enjoyed it. Don't think I'll rewatch it. wasn't quite as good as New Day Street Profits. But yeah, really enjoyed it. Ross, what do you think? Uh, you've said it all there, Matthew. I've got nothing else to add. That you've summed it up there wonderfully. Oh, I love you too, uh, Jack. Ro- uh, Matthew, even I'll just echo what Ross has said. And you're a champion of men, and you've done really well with that summary of that match. Oh. <laughs> oh, it's my birthday. It's been birthday week, right? That no, time. it's not because <laughs> it was your birthday. No, no. No, you In literally fact- just said everything that was on my mind and on Jack's yeah. mind as well. So oh, why why say it anymore when you've just you've still on the show there, taking all of our thunder? More credit to you. All the all the best. I'll move on then to the main event. A whole host of Undertaker's peers come out to celebrate his thirtieth anniversary. Vince McMahon gives a short speech, and then Taker comes out to actually properly retire. Yeah, uh, believe it when I see it. But they did what they could with what they had. Uh, it was like, we couldn't have Tracy Island from the Thunderbirds bought from Argos, so we had to make what we could with the uh, toilet roll and the washing up liquid at home. Uh, they had everyone that they could come out and give their praises. The Godwins making their first televised appearance in, I couldn't even tell you when, maybe 98. Um, and all these other people from the BSK, love, lovely memories, happy memories. Everyone wearing a suit and looking dapper. Apart from Kane. Gotta love Kane for that. Fantastic stuff. He shouldn't be in a suit for a, the yeah. farewell of his big brother. Would have been wrong, in my opinion. Yeah, corporate Kane's not the Undertaker's brother. No, Proper different man Kane. altogether. I wish he'd been in his old gear, though. Not his new gear. Uh, what, you mean like the mask? The first like one? the full mask, yeah. Mm. Or like even... Even when, even when he started to get the chin out, I still wouldn't mind it if it was that sort of early two thousands one, but you know it's 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 still good, isn't it, to see Kane? He did an old school like farewell speech. I will miss you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, I did enjoy how like everyone was getting in the ring and going like, oh, how are you doing? It's been a while, shaking hands and whatnot. Kane just gets in and just walks to the other corner straight away. Keeping the kayfabe alive is our Kane. I love him. And wearing a mask as well, which he voted against or something earlier this year. So. <laughs> oh, yeah, well done. No, I thought about that. <laughs> and uh, yeah, had some Tesla machines at the start. Players theme. And uh, some people asked online, were like, what the hell was that? I'm like, oh, that's actually very impressive and cool. But like, I thought it was cool as well, yeah. yeah. Oh, what I thought it was, it was electricity doing that. Yeah. yeah. I thought it was one of those, for Christmas one year, my dad, I think my mum got him like a nostalgic present. You remember those little things from the 80s, like the pen that makes the little song? Stylophone? It goes like, it's cra. I thought it was one of them. But it was actually electricity. Mm. Well, that makes a lot more sense than a stylophone. It did just look like when you're just watching it. If like it just looked like the Tron, didn't it? Which was the the issue. I think people uh, might not have got it. I'd, well, it was just it just like looked like the lightning was on the Tron, didn't it? Rather than actual physical lightning being in the. I know what I'm saying. Mm. I know what you mean because then they had the real Vince McMahon show up, and you do sometimes go, "Is that the real Vince McMahon?" With his dyed eyebrows, fantastic scenes. Got the just for men out and whapping in the eyebrows as well. <laughs> Paint at this point. Uh, he said WWF. Uh, what does he care? And uh, said some nice things. It was, yeah, it was what they could. But I was more focused on the fact that of all the people that show up at the 30th anniversary of The Undertaker, the gobbledygooker showed up to win the 24-7 title on the pre-show uh, and then trip over to Zawa, which seemed to be a real thing because he couldn't see very well with the head. Uh, and then lose his foot. <laughs> and then and they then, stop running. And then, just <laughs> yeah, and then he stopped running. <laughs> uh, and it's almost very similar to what we said on the Cultaholic uh, Pitches video. Pitches. Isn't that great? What did we it say on actually, the Pitches video? Yeah, it is similar. Yeah. We, we said almost exactly that, except not at all. But I'm happy that uh, <laughs> the Gobbledygooker of all people showed up. Just pays respects to The Undertaker. The gob, the gulaki. I'm going to stop there. I was trying to make a pun with Drew Gulak's yeah. name. I failed. Yeah, you don't want to be like uh, the social media people and tweet something unfortunate. What um, did they tweet? Uh, <laughs> shall I go for it? All right. Uh, because Akira Tozawa won the 24-7 title. Uh-oh. They held it there. And they said... Um, I forgot the other word was, but they put the Guga and stuff like that. Oh, no. And again, Gobbledygooker is a weird-sounding name anyway. It does have incredibly unfortunate um, connotations, but put out of context, and I'll move on quickly now. Oh. Uh, we love everybody of all types of people, but um, WWE doesn't. Monday Night Raw. <laughs> I'm going to uh, throw something out there quickly, by the way. Go ahead, please do. Apparently Edge was backstage, but Edge didn't go out into the ring with the fellow legends who played a part in Undertaker's career. I thought that was a bit weird. What do you think they've got planned for Edge? Maybe it's just to keep him a bit of a sneaky little secret until he comes back and attacks Orton or Fiend. Oh, God. <laughs> well, who else can he feed? Who else can he feed? Uh, <laughs> Alistair Black, someone like that. Yeah, oh, he's true. on SmackDown, isn't he? Is Edge on Raw? Is Edge officially Edge on Raw? Is, Edge is a Raw superstar. <laughs> <laughs> By the time WrestleMania rolls along, Alistair Black will be on AW Dark, don't worry. <laughs> Bless him. Um, I, I, don't, I don't care. I'm, I'm sick of seeing these old legends come up and have matches that have to be edited to look good before they oh, even go Oh, that alive. was a good um, match. That was a good match. It was the greatest it show. It was an experience. It kind of got away with it, but that's it. It's like, yeah. that works. One time they do it, that's yeah. it. Yeah. I go just, I think, I'm, I think I'm biased because I find Edge quite likable. 
Seems like a nice dude. Yeah, like me too, but 20 years ago. Yeah. Hey, in the year year 2020, he chases his kids around the house while doing the Michael PSA strut, singing the L3 Birds theme, Bad Street USA. You seen that video on on Beth Phoenix's Instagram? Mm. No. That was quite funny. Just edging after the kids doing that. That was Danny, well, that was Danny Welbeck. That, that's not Michael PSA's. You know, I'm, uh, if you really want to scare them, you should pretend to be Michael PSA's uh, so drunk on the plane ride from hell he thinks Linda McMahon's a toilet. Oh, God. Daniel I've never heard that. He got up and he was taking, <laughs> taking his lines down. And you go to the toilet. And then, like, I think Xbox just wanted to grab him. He's like, no, don't urinate on Linda. <laughs> Danny Welbeck or Daniel Sturridge? Sturridge is that one. What's Welbeck's one? That one. Oh, I thought it was Drogba. Well, you know, similar. Celebration. We should start a football podcast. We don't talk about I do I do miss speaking about football on YouTube. Mm. But what will we what will we bring to the table that other football podcasts aren't doing? That doesn't matter. Wrestling. <laughs> if wrestling YouTube shows you anything, it's just doing the same thing with different people over and over again. We just should <laughs> we just should start. Right. Who yeah. would it be? You think we'll subtly do it and we'll just be like predictions for uh TLC this week and it'll be like, you know, Maybe Undertaker question mark, a picture of a ladder, and then Messi. <laughs> See, I don't know if it would work because from what I've heard, Matthew's references, I'm guessing you stopped watching football around sort of the Tino Espria time. Let's go with that, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I recognise the name, so yeah. Yeah. So I don't know if it would work. And there's already a 90s football podcast out there. No. If you've got an angle, dear viewer, just let us know if you want to <laughs> pitch yeah. us an idea for a football podcast. Give yeah. us give us the idea. Yeah, we'll steal it and then we'll, we'll do, do it, it for you. <laughs> yeah. yeah, We'll provide you with yes, the service you. that you provide for us. <clears throat> we'll, we'll write your name down next to one of these dogs. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, we would hate to talk about like these old things coming back. Yeah, it's hard to get the mix of like staying current. Uh, on a related note, have any of you guys watching the Mike Tyson-Roy Jones Jr. fight? When they're not allowed to knock each other out. What? Yeah, it's going to be an exhibition. I just found this out by way, Toby. It's going to be exhibition rules, which I think they've said for a while, but now the promoters are worrying because they've said, well, there's not going to be there's going to be any official judges at ringside because it's an exhibition match. But lots of people have bet on it. Yeah. So now apparently the people who organise on the fight have they're going, uh, we'll have our own dudes, you know, say, all right, this dude won or whatever. Because well, if you can't bet on it, then why are people going to bloody watch you? Yeah. Mm. According to them. I can't wait to see it because I literally can't imagine what it's going to look like. I'm not going to watch it because... Um... When I've watched boxing highlights and stuff, Roy Jones is one of my favourite ones. He's brilliant. But, you know, I don't want to see him and Tyson slowly... It's not going to be slow with Tyson. You've seen those clips of him in the gym? No. Ooh, it might not last very long, but he won't be slow. <laughs> that first round will be good. Bloody hell, that first oh, yeah, round yeah. will be good. <laughs> that, the first two minutes are going to be quite special. Then you're going right. to move on. And, and have a big have lifter in the corner. The yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, back to modern wrestling. Monday Night Raw, where nothing happened with Adam Pearce. Uh, he was in the ring with the Men's Survivor Series team. He says their victory should be rewarded with a title shot, but can't decide who. The rest is all bicker, and then Strowman gives him the Zinedine Zidane. <laughs> I did. Look all these the amazing references. Uh, later, Pearce decides in a six-man tournament, decide the next number one contender. Wow. Why didn't they mention this beforehand and hype this up for the Survivor Series, the pay-per-view? Just saying. Uh, three singles well, matches with the Matthew, winners going to a triple threat well, next week. Wait a minute. Right, Orton is not, included as former no, no, champion. Because it was relevant to what you were saying. Oh, just okay, there. go on then. All right then. 
the tournament may have been a last-minute thing because of a Strowman-rumoured injury. That's why they didn't hype the tournament before. No, he's been suspended, silly. <laughs> Carry on. Go back Sorry. to your FIFA. Sorry. Um, later, Pierce decided... I said that. Orton is included as a former champion and Lashley is in for Strowman, who was sent home after his attack on Pierce. It's not mentioned here, but somewhere along the lines, Pierce got a bit flustered and called our champion, Drew McInfart. <laughs> and <laughs> it trended on Twitter. Yeah. Point where Pierce had to say, I'm sorry, our champion is obviously not Drew McInfart. He's the champion of something else. To be fair, this came after the Strowman headbutt, so I thought it was fine. <laughs> it sold the Strowman headbutt more than anything else could have by labelling Drew McIntyre Drew McInfart. <laughs> that is true. And Riddle said, I really want to be the WWE Championship. But he was mm. just high. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, that first part of Raw was actually soul-destroying, I thought. <laughs> like, I don't want to be too dramatic, but it was <laughs> awful. It was terrible. Like, yeah, try and find the good parts here and there. Riddle, Riddle said to Seamus, I wanted to call you Ginger Crotch or whatever, Flame Crotch or whatever it was, but that was already taken by somebody on the team. That was funny, I guess. But, um, yeah, it was really painful and really pointless and really infuriate with the Strowman stuff because when I watched that, I thought about your piss-taking of the whole Mandalorian situation, Matthew. Thinking, like, just imagine if a, like, a non-wrestling fan was watching this and just watching Strowman act like that. They'd flick it off straight away, wouldn't they? Yeah. Was this when he got offended by... Last, last but, but not least, least yeah. Oh. What do you mean, last but not least? I'm last and least. What does he want, like... <laughs> Yeah, if something yeah. happened to you, Braun, are you, are you all right? Like, what are you, why are you acting like this? What happened um, to the kind Braun who would help children win tag titles and everything? Well, we don't see them around for some reason, do you? <laughs> He's eating Nicholas. That's right. <laughs> How's Nicholas? Delicious. <laughs> the My least favourite trope in WWE when it comes to the good guys, and this you're right, I agree with what you're saying, Ross, this adds to it, is when a good guy in WWE will say something that we're all supposed to think is hilarious. How do you know it's hilarious? Uh, everybody else will laugh like the like like no one else, like 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 an alien trying to blend in with humans. So it's even, it's hey even, but- hey fire, fire crotch, and it cuts to Keith Lee going tee like what. And it's even better when it's Michael Cole who is providing the laughter track oh. because if you know if Michael oh. Cole's laughing, it must be the funniest and coolest thing ever. Yeah. Triple H just happens at WrestleMania. Uh. And the plane, like, oh, the Thunderdome fake chants are like, ha, ha, ha. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Braun <Strowman> going, <laughs> well, I never. You know, it's, like, it's like the Hypnotoad. <laughs> All glory. <laughs> <laughs> All laugh at Hypnotoad. <laughs> ha, ha. <coughs> yeah, and they do that nearly every week. There's one moment. And it's usually Riddle or someone who's, you know, they all just walk around like they've got half a brain. They try and make all the faces like Spider-Man, don't like comics, but like wisecracking and cheeky. But it doesn't work with everyone. Yeah. And when it's so scripted as well. Yeah. And not funny. Aye, well. Fire crutch. Uh, Where we are? The Hurt Business take all from the... (laughs) Sublime to the ridiculous. The Hurt Business take on New Day for the tag titles. It ends with a double count-out. Then the referee decides it's a Hurt Business count-out win. And then they go, what the hell are we doing? And then MVP goes, everyone shut up, I know what I'm doing. Uh, we should restart the match, because you don't want to win like that. And they go, that's a great idea, and they carry on like nothing happened. What the bloody hell? 
Um, first of all, though, looking back on it, and I'm sure you guys did because you do the same thing that I do, they were both out for the 10 count. Um, yeah. The referees, it doesn't come up very often anymore, but the referees are apparently still told, yeah, reinforce the rules when you can. DQ people when you have to. And if they're not in the ring by the 10 count, I don't kick out, then that's it. That's the finish. Uh, they were both out for the 10. So I don't think the referee did ne- necessarily do anything wrong, but you definitely look very worried when you realise there's still a bit 10 or 15 minutes left of this match to fill up time. So yeah. I thought it was just, Ross. just Mike Rome saying the wrong thing, wasn't it, on the microphone? Because the referee, in the, John Cohn in the ring, was holding up the Hurt Business arms if they won. I think Mike yeah. Rome said the wrong thing, didn't he? Yeah, the oh. referee, but the guy saw what we saw. They were both out. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's a double count out. No, no, no. <laughs> but it's not what he sees, Matthew. It's what the referee sees. It's the referee's discretion, not Mike Rome's yeah. discretion. Who's Mike Rome? Yeah, they should have had Matt Riddle come out and like start doing a stand-up set so we'll all be distracted. Uh, <laughs> what do you think of this, Jack? Um, I mean, it's always funny, but I always sympathise with them because it must be panicky. On live TV, you've messed up the finish. You know what I mean? But um, I thought MVP did a good job. He yeah. improvised. He's got, he's got the experience, hasn't he? So I think it was in good hands, but obviously... Apparently, there's a new initiative to. They're really re like re-emphasizing that the refs have to, as you say. Um, are you all right? I'm sorry. This this bloody webcam does me nothing every week. It's just um, it decides to zoom in and out on the most random things. Oh. So I'm just trying to get into focus by focusing it. Fair. Sorry, quite, continue, quite, Jack. quite sexy. The blur it is. To be honest with you, Matthew. I'll leave as it is then. <laughs> <laughs> like, um, you know I'll get I'll get Homer Simpson zoomed in because it likes that. Carry on, Jack. Um. Yeah, I just thought MVP did well, and we might see more of this in the future, because apparently there's been a renewed initiative, according to, I want to say PW Insider, but I'm not sure. i got to say as well, during this match, I think it's Alvarez who hypes up the unwritten rule where in WWE tag team matches, if the non-legal man attacks the legal man, that is a DQ and not just like shenanigans. They mention it on commentary for the first time, as far as I can remember, so it's actually a proper thing, and Alvarez was right all along. Do you get one... One strike and then you can't do it anymore. That's to break up a pinfall or submission. Oh, yeah, sorry. Yeah, it used to be, so it used that, to be yeah. that you got like three sorry. of them and then if you did another one, that you get disqualified. That's the thing they tried doing in 95, I want to say. Okay. And everyone just forgot about it and moved on. Oh. Kind of makes sense, but it, anyway. Rest them rules. Uh, the important thing is it got sorted out. New Day retained. It would have been good if it hadn't been for that. And then Riddle beat Sheamus in the first match in the Morning Contender Tournament. And these two beat the snot mm. out of one another. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> Keith Lee then... <laughs> hey, it was fantastic. Oh, it was fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> Big Keith men slapping meat. <laughs> I'm sorry to talk of your fantastic camp lines there, Ross. Why don't <laughs> not, you say it again for the listeners? Not camp, just very, very manly, Matthew. Just two big men slapping meat. It's what we all want to see, all us manly men. Oh. <laughs> woof, woof, meat, meat. <laughs> <laughs> Keith Lee beat Lashley via DQ in the second one after MVP interfered and then also Keith a Lee great one out. also yeah, a great one more yeah. men slapping meat <laughs> and in the Firefly Funhouse Bray introduces a new puppet called Friendship Frog Alexa kills him to demonstrate why uh, what she's going to do to Nikki Cross she, she kills the frog not Bray I need to clarify thank you for clarifying uh, yeah these segments uh, are definitely a thing every week we learned that they're not friends, though. So are they boyfriend and girlfriend? Bray Wyatt and Alexa Bliss. That's what I want to know. 
because they were oh. saying friends friends are evil, friends are bad, friends are this, friends are that. So if they can't be friends, what does that mean <coughs> they are? Huh? What do you think they are, Matthew? Uh, They're not related. Uh, no, no. Unless she is Sister Abigail, like it's teased <laughs> on Twitter every bloody week. Um, I don't know what's going on with this, but I am still interested in seeing what goes on with these little segments, even if it's a complete twaddle. Oh, you know who'd be good as Sister Abigail? What? Well, Jazz, she's back out of retirement now. After retiring for about two weeks, she's now wrestling in Impact. She could be a good Sister Abigail. Remember when she shaved her head? She looked evil. It's cool. Wait, Bring Jazz I know back. who could be Sister Abigail. You're right, you've nailed it, Jack. Go on. The Impact Connection. The person who replaced a no, certain no, superstar no, 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 here. No, no, no. The kid, the person who replaced the, the, the answer to the raw GM storyline. <laughs> of course, the way to get this is by having Hornswoggle become <laughs> Sister that's Abigail. Was, that's what I was saying, yeah. <laughs> Deal with that right. little problem. Uh, later, Bliss breaks down crying mid-match with Nikki. They hug, but Alexa hits Sister Abigail for the win. Uh, the mind games. Clever like wrestler. Point at head. Yeah, it's interesting yeah. stuff. Uh, Lana gets a title shot against Asuka, but the match is a no contest after Shayna and I get involved from the announce table. They try to slam Asuka through it, but Lana saves the day. This leads to a tag match between the four, which Asuka and Lana win after Asuka rolls up Shayna, and then they bravely run away. Yes. Wow. I never want to see Asuka run away. No. Never, never, ever. So we remember a few weeks ago, every Raw... It started off with them going, look at the lineup, and they've got like uh, like Randy Orton versus AJ Styles, and like, oh, a WrestleMania caliber main event. They've done that for every Raw since the Ultimate Survivor Series. They had Asuka versus Nia Jax announced, and they said that that was a WrestleMania main event. <laughs> yeah, you know. <laughs> AJ Styles beats Randy Orton in the final number one contender semi final after distraction from The Fiend. And I thought this was really well done until I checked Ross's Twitter feed and he showed the little clip of uh, the Fiend appearing and going, Peekaboo! And then they do the thing in the ring and then suddenly Randy Orton's on the apron and he goes, ah, Peekaboo again! And uh, yeah, it showed Bray Wyatt getting caught on camera, getting in Aww. position. Yeah, I made Richard's, Richard's life a nightmare on Tuesday because I'd done the video, shot the video, he uploaded the video to YouTube, I reviewed it, and I was making the pictures for the thumbnail, whatever I was doing, and I just saw it in the background of the show. I was like, Richard, I've missed a massive one. Can you get back in the studio? And he had to re-edit the video and re-upload the video, and it just made his day twice as long. But I got some hate for sharing that on Twitter. Mm, good. And also, and also a lot of people saying, well, what did you expect? Do you actually think he teleports? Oh, for f- <laughs> <laughs> oh Twitter. Tell him yes. I know, I felt like replying, but I could not be asked. Um, so yeah, but uh, it is. It, I don't know what to say about it. It was just funny the way he was just like yeah. sort of rolling over the barricade. <laughs> yeah, they're usually really good about them, but I guess when you're cutting every five seconds, you're gonna catch them eventually. That was the thing. Someone replied like the one time Kevin Dunn doesn't cut like twenty five <laughs> times in a second, and they catch that in the background of shot. Unfortunate, you, but hey ho. You know what? I, you know when Undertaker used to make someone disappear. All the druids would come around and make someone disappear. When I learned that the person was just putting a druid costume on and leaving with the crowd of druids, I was like, this is insane. That's one of my favourite little tricks. Favourite little smoke and mm. mirrors. That's brilliant, that. Love it. I love when it was... Uh, how did how did they get that guy under the ring and no one noticed? And they go, oh, simple. He's been in there for three and a half hours. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, all right. 
Hornswoggle said he used to. He's propping up all over on this podcast. I know, right? He used to take a PSP down there and then mm. fell asleep one night. Because <laughs> he's a heavy drinker. Oh. Uh, so he just fell asleep and then Finley, with her, yeah, it's like beating this dude. Like, wow, I wish my son could be here. <laughs> <laughs> he's in the ring. I thought it was an Undertaker. <laughs> yeah, there's one Undertaker as well. He missed a cue for something. Yeah. 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 Who was it with a bucket under there? Told the story about being under there with a bucket. For... Oh. oh, it's not it's not the Kurt Henning one, is it? The... I've got no idea. Someone the was under there. The one bu- was... All right, the Kurt Henning story that I've been told, a bunch of people told on different podcasts and interviews, was he was supposed to be under the ring with the Ultimate Warrior. So it was a 98 WCW. And Henning loved his ribs. So apparently backstage at catering, he was eating every greasy, like, just chocolate, beef, and whatever. Uh, some pasta. Hum. <laughs> and uh, everything he could, and just so he could just fart, like just just have all the gas come out of him to annoy Warrior. It's like, Ugh, you know. And, and uh, the the story is that he ate so much bad food and drank so much booze. He was like, oh god, oh. I, I need to go. It's like, don't you dare, Henning, I'll kill you. Oh, I'm sorry. And uh, yeah, I had to take a crap a bucket in the <laughs> ring. Um, bitch. And I think, and then actually, Henning was like, it's all right. I didn't spill it. Oh no, the bucket fell down. Oh no! <laughs> That's a story, but then the punchline is like afterwards, Henning's going up to like some of the Nitro girls afterwards, just like, hey, you know, you ever, you ever been with someone perfect? And they're like, we heard what you did in the ring, and that's disgusting. Get away from us. <laughs> AW Dynamite. Yes, we're back after that break. Uh, but you we, all needed a you wee. Got... we all needed wheeze. And you would have seen and heard it if you had picture in picture. restaurant quality as JR says every time Handman Page beats Long John Silver afterwards the Dark Order say they are here for Hangman and they knows where to find him Mm. interesting very interesting Mm. he's going to join the Dark Order I reckon he's the one who attacked Moxley me too that would make sense bastard yeah (laughs) Uh, Will Hobbs is now named. Uh, I can't believe you typed this. After the crown. <laughs> I'm reading what I'm. It's in front of me. Will Hobbs is now named after the crown jewel of Newcastle's gay scene, uh, Powerhouse. <laughs> right. The the biggest gay club in Newcastle is called Powerhouse. Everyone knows that from this town. And that's <laughs> Everyone Will... knows it. The, the five people that know it from this podcast. <laughs> and that's what Will Hobbs is named after now. The people I, used from to go, the... I used to go drinking in Powerhouse. I've been to Powerhouse. Great night, Everyone's great night out in Powerhouse. I personally don't like the remixes. All of the songs are like, but the light-up dance floor, fantastic. Mesmerizing. Expensive. Dazzling. <laughs> These are just what That's some of the critics are saying about Powerhouse. <laughs> yeah. uh, Taz gets on the mic afterwards uh, by cutting a worked shoot promo. We all love those. We don't, but I love them when Taz does them. <laughs> Taz's mic keeps getting cut off but he refuses to leave until Cody arrives. Cody questions why Taz's son is training with him rather than his father, if FTW so good. And Taz slaps on the old Kataja Hajime and leaves before he gets his head kicked in. The guns chase Taz away and he lives with his son. Leaves, who sorry, suddenly leaves. Appeared. Did I put lives? Did I write he lives with his son? No, it's how I say it. Oh, right. He leaves with his son <laughs> who has suddenly appeared. His son was just there, and his Hook. son's called Hook. What a great name. Whoa. It reminds me of Hook, the film. Yes. yes. Terrifying. De- de- 
bit, Stay With Me Forever, where they put the gadget. The gadget. Oh, no, they put yeah. the, and When they put him in yeah. the, the treasure chest thing, they put the... Tr- oh, oh, the scorpion's going after him. you doubted me? Who was it? Who did not full faith? No. That's a really grim part of the film, yeah. Oh, it was you. But it's a good name for a wrestler, especially Taz's son. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Talk about how great Hook was. Do you want to? Do you just yeah, sight yeah, off the rest and just speak about Hook? Because I watched it as a kid loads and loved it. But it's one of these films where you look back and read reviews and people are like, oh, I wasn't one of Spielberg's best. He was going through a messy divorce. I'm like, shut up. I don't know what you're talking about. Bang Rufio. Bang <laughs> yeah. Rufio is the... F- yeah. well, he was in the news recently, wasn't he, for something? Oh, no. I've got to remember what it was. Just make had another failed takeover. Newcastle was led by Rufio. Um, he was in the news for something. I can't remember what it was. No, he, he too it. disagrees with Maradona's reputation as one of the greatest. <laughs> there was a wrestler at North a couple of times who was just Rufio. That's right. Yes. What his name how was Rufio? That, how can was that be Rufio? allowed? Is well, Sting stole a character, didn't he? I was going to so, say, yeah, wait a minute. Yeah, on. fair enough. Until the real Rufio gets enough money to afford a copyright lawyer, I think he's all right. Yeah, Rufio. Roofy, Roofy, oh, okay, <laughs> nothing. All right, well, and that is the end of the hook discussion. See later for the nineties wrestling football. Channing Roofies is a bit. Mm. Oh, shut up! Yeah. We get a couple of tag matches next. TH two beat Top Flight and do a beat down afterwards, but the books chase them off. They oh no, hang on! Only we can beat up the younger flippy tag teams. And then next, Jericho and Hager beat SCU and do a beat down, but Scorpio Sky. Chases them off, one right. man with a chair. So, for, yes, first of all, Scorpio Sky is now Austin because everybody ran. And also, a lot of heel beatdowns this week. I'm going to say too many heel... Every time a heel wins a match, they do a beatdown. Mm. You're not wrong, mate. Uh, Kazarian Dex MVP in the melee. Oh, MJF. Oh, he's everywhere this week, isn't he? <laughs> he went, no, 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 we should restart this match. And he went, no. Sorry, uh, he, hit, he hit MJF because MJF cost them the match. Yeah. Uh, setting up Jericho versus Gazarian for the next week. And this was, bizarrely, the first time Jericho and Christopher Daniels had wrestled each other, despite the fact they're both 50 and have been everywhere. Yeah. Crazy. And Daniels is ageless at this point because he still moves around like it's PWG circa 2005. So, yeah, love seeing it. And Kazarian, I thought, looked really heroic in this match. I got very serious it's, it's, there. It's, it's, the, it's, it's the Tintin haircut. Is it? It's had a knock-on effect to his wrestling matches. He is the, the, the hero we all need, like Tintin. I, I thought there's a bit where Ortiz got on the apron. <laughs> Tintin. <laughs> it is Tintin who's got the, 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 yeah, the yeah, big yeah. fridge in the air. I don't know if his is very Tintin. <laughs> um, but there's a bit... There's a, I'm just imagining Kazarian with a little white dog just running about. <laughs> um, there's a bit where Ortiz gets on the apron to try to interfere, and Kazarian just like, I'm out, no, I'm not having this, and decks him, and then vaults over and kind of misses him. But it's like really ragged and wild, and he gets up and just starts swinging at members of the inner circle. I was like, bloody hell, go on, Frankie. I'm well behind him. I hope he beats Jericho next week. The bastard. Yeah. And MGF's like blistering barnacles. Um, <laughs> God. After Moxley was attacked last week, we get the contract signing another go. Oh, here we go. So Omega earlier in the show said this is a promo where he's playing an over the top version of himself, which 
remarkably looks very similar to his normal version, and says, uh, <laughs> you hate Kenny Omega. <laughs> like Jack, I just like making fun of him. Um, yeah, it's like, oh, what a great match. And he does something bad. I'm like, ah, you suck. Um, and he says about Moxie, he goes, oh, I saw a thing last week. You're talking about your dad. Just saying, I think my dad could beat up your dad. There's no way. And There's yeah, no right. way Moxley's dad is softer than Omega's dad. Yeah. No and chance. As a result of this, when Omega's doing his over-the-top entrance with the uh, sweeping up ladies and that, and he's doing, as people point out on Twitter, the bottom credits. Thank you for ever sent me that. Um, yeah, Moxie attacks him and pushes him through the bit of paper, beats him up and goes, all right, mate, this isn't, this isn't a joke. This is one of your games. This isn't BTE. This is one of your silly entrances. This is real. Uh, I'm going to kill you. Sign the contract. And yeah, I am uh, pro Moxley. I, I thought it was great. I'm pro Omega for the ongoing storyline. But the bit, I think in the notes I wrote something like Moxley hits him with the move and then furiously shills the the next week's show or something like that. Because he got the mic all like did, yeah. fired up. And just start coming out with like, I liked it, but he was like, win, lose, or draw. You come in the king, you best not miss. I don't take no prisoners. I was like, all the cliches would be... And then he was like, on December 2nd. And I was like, whoa, this is just a very intense advert. It was brilliant. I enjoyed it. Yeah, it was great. Like, December 2nd, uh, patreon.com forward slash coldaholic. Mailbag at coldaholic.com. <laughs> Loved it. Uh, and then Hikru Shida beats Anna Jay to retain oh. her AW title, despite Jane being passed weapons by uh, Tay Conti and John Silver. Arr. Abaddon comes out afterwards and scares the bejesus out of Sheeda. She does. And then she licks the belt. Sounds like a very, very bad idea uh, to do at any time. Uh, wow. I forgot to speak English there at the end. I'm very sorry. It's just but, so disgusting you forgot how to talk. Yeah, it really, I had that mental image in my head and I forgot how to speak English. Uh, they misspelled Hikaru's name. A new name is Hiraku. Hiraku. Oh, really? Nameplate. Yes, they did. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Oh. Uh, because they care so much about the women's division here in AEW, they should just let the NWA take it over and be done with it. I wanted Anna Jay to win. Yes, I, I, I was. I like there was a little. I don't know if you noticed either of you, but before the match began, she looked to John Silver on the ramp, and he. They're a wonderful little family, the Dark Order, because he gave her a little encouraging, like, "Go on, you can, you can do this," you know. And I was like, "They're the faces, really. I don't like Sheeta." They need to do more, because I keep seeing how popular... Because I don't watch BTE, but apparently the Dark Order do a lot of funny things on BTE, but they never do them on Dynamite, do they? 
They're starting to, do, to creep in. Need to do it more. I like what you did there. Um, I don't know what I did. Creep? They are creepers. No, 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 from back tree, yeah. He's a wrestler, yeah. so he's probably a creep. Yeah, <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> I was just going to say, they need to start doing more of these like segments on either Dark or Dynamite. Yeah. Maybe Johnny, take, the place, take the place of Britt Baker's. <laughs> when he shouted Johnny Hungy, that was part of it. Yeah. I think. I don't really watch BT much either, but yeah. Uh, yeah, they need to make AW Dark <laughs> a three-hour weekly show hmm. of 15 matches and some skits and whatever. The Butcher and the Blade beat Pack and Phoenix after interference from Eddie Kingston. Oh. I mean, look, I'm I'm happy with Pack being in the main event, the Butcher and the Blade joining him, and the Lucha Dolls as well. But Eddie Kingston commentating as well? Oh, chef's kiss. Eddie DDT's Pack on a chair a couple of times, but Lance Archer saves the day. Everybody dies. That's my phone going off. I'm very sorry. And uh, also, Eddie Kingston does a promo where he goes, uh, what does he go? Pack, pick, pack, pop, pop, whatever your name is. Yes. Poop? Poop, he said Poop. at one point, didn't he? Poop. <laughs> yeah. Oh. I'll tell you yeah, what I liked what about this, think? though. Sorry. I like, because when I initially saw Lance Archer come out, I was like, what the hell is he coming out to save them for? But then the commentators hyped up an altercation him and Kingston had a while ago. And I like how in this universe, like, literally everybody, like, intertwines with everybody, and everyone's got an issue with everybody in this, like, separate universe that is AEW. And I thought that was ramped up a big, big time this week, and I, I quite enjoy it because it's, it's compelling viewing. Can you remember what it was? Because I couldn't remember nah. when I was doing it. Oh, right. <laughs> it was the. Uh, Just taking the commentator's about- word for it. <laughs> Oh, wasn't it the uh, Casino Battle Royal? Didn't Kingston eliminate Archer? Did he? Is that they what it is? But they then struck a deal after that. <sighs> and then I think something, be broken. something happened after Archer and Moxley. Do you remember when Archer had a, ma- a title match against Moxley? I think it was just on a dynamite. Moxley won by rolling him up. And then something happened after. I think Phoenix might have attacked Archer. I can't remember. But something happened. <gasps> Oh, excuse me. Whatever it was, Eddie Kingston was in the right. Okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, Candice LeRae on NXT took on Ember Moon with heels Dakota Kai, Indy Hartwell, and Raquel Gonzalez surrounding the ring. Ooh. Indy takes Ember's finisher for Candice, who picks up the win. The bodies beat Ember down, but here comes Tony Storm for the save. Oh, instead, she pulls a powerhouse and turns on Ember and joins Candice's awful team of bloody villains. We can't call a heel turn pulling a powerhouse. Pulling a powerhouse. A pint of powerhouse for the lads. Um, <coughs> what did you think of this? Uh, we'll, we won't call it that. That's very silly. What do you think of this diddler turn? <laughs> um, she did say there was going to be a new Tony Storm, didn't she? Well, like that, the new Razor Ramon? Yeah, that was it, yeah. Oh. I don't know what else to say, yeah? It was a fine match. And then it was a heel turn, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. Well, we now know... So, Indy Hartwell isn't really injured, right? Because we saw her in a neck brace later, but I'm guessing they were just freeing up room for Tony to join the team. Oh? I'm guessing you're going to speak about it later, but who's the who's the, the new Scream mask? Oh, yeah! Person? I didn't put it in the notes, but yeah, there's a new Scream. In the back of the car? You know what? I think it might be. I'm sorry to unveil this. Uh, David Arquette. Could be Ross's pal. <laughs> who, who, who is appearing on some show that we do here at um, uh, Cultaholic. It's out. It's out now. It's out now, is it's it? David Arquette is in Cultaholic. That's what we're telling each other. That's amazing, that. He was what? in Scream. I watched it. What a lovely man. Wow. He was a very nice man. Lovely guy. F- friend for life. 
They talk no, about he wasn't. Oh, sorry. He was a nice man. Uh, yeah, I, I, probably my favourite straight to hell so far, I think. It was really nice. No offence taken. It's all right. Sorry, both of you here. No, no, no. No, mine was crap. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, yours was early on, so it was crap, because I was awful at straight to hells at the start. But that's how you get better at something, Ross, is being crap at something and then getting better at Doing it. Doing it more again, yeah. Yeah. And being blind drunk before you start shooting. <laughs> Not no, really. That's, that's preposterous, Ross. That's preposterous. <laughs> It was the night before we were blind drunk. So we're covering the next day. Timothy Thatcher loses to Kushida. Oh, I already hate NXT. Loses to Kushida after being put off by the watching Champa. This sets up Kushida and Champa versus Thatcher and Matthew next week. I'm guessing so anyway, logically. Matthew. You. Okay, good. That's what I thought you meant. I was banking on you being annoyed by Thatcher losing for that. I work. was. And you were. <laughs> so, yeah. Good. Yay. I'm, I'm booked for NXT. I'll still not watch it. Uh, <laughs> how was it, Jack? Oh, it was a good match because they both they match up really well with each other because they can both do the technicals. But Thatcher's not looking great because he's losing and he's scared of Champa and he's meant to be Timothy Thatcher. Come on. Yes. Mm. I enjoyed how quickly he tapped out, though. Made it feel more real. I'm in imminent danger. Yeah. That's what we said when he tapped out. I am in imminent danger. <laughs> Maybe he was the referee from Raw and he wanted to make sure. No, I'm genuinely tapping out. <laughs> this is the end of the match. We get a special NXT edition of the Kevin Owens show. Oh, you talk about this. Uh, which descended into an argument between Leon Ruff, Johnny Gargano, and Damian Priest. Regal shows up to book a triple threat at War Games. Sorry, I didn't say that right. Ross, what was the name of the show? I don't want to shout. This microphone's very temperamental. War games. That'll do. (laughs) For the North American title. Yeah. Uh, Jack, Ross has already spoken about it. What did you think of the segment? I just love Regal. But Ross is right. Um, I agree with him that Owens was a bit... It was a bit weird. It was like trying to be too meta and jam all of these funny references in. He was trying to be Deadpool, Matthew Owens was. But Regal... I mean, nothing against Owens. I still find him entertaining, but... Didn't quite work for me, but Regal saved the day. Is Owens your Kenny Omega? No, 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 no. I, I think uh, I really like Owens. Who's my Kenny Omega? I don't know. I'll get back to you. No, I'm a big oh, fan Oh, we of did Owens. this last week, didn't we? Yeah, yours is a uh, Sting. Oh, Sting. It's mine is Sting. <laughs> oh, I'm very happy, by the way, when I said all that stuff. I've had nothing but people saying, yes, Matthew, I also agree with you uh, to help a pair of them. I went, oh, great. That's not what I said, but I appreciate it. <laughs> I someone tweeted me with a a video of uh, <laughs> was it John Tom's Photoshop friend or was it someone else? Someone tweeted me with they agreed that with me that Sting the musician looks like Lex Luger, and they tweeted me a little skit they'd made years ago where he's like, "Hello, my name's Sting, not the wrestler, <laughs> the musician, but I look like this one or something like that." It's really weird. It's funny. That was either. Uh, that was Photoshop John. John. Was it John? Yeah, it was John. Oh, okay, yeah. right. Yeah, she's from the area, so he could do a, uh, a passable Geordie. Yeah. He's a gated man, I think. Or at least he oh. lives around there. All right, a possible gated then. Uh, Cameron Grimes beats Jake Atlas, but Dexter Luma shows up and challenges him into a strap match for war games. We're seeing That's a lot of strap matches, aren't we? Or is mm. it just me? It's Cody More than normal. One, yeah. 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 Cody. Oh, it was a yeah, Bull Row. Bull row. There's another promotion, isn't there? I keep forgetting. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but no, we had Brain Brian, didn't we? That was a yeah. fairly recent one. Um, I'm sure there's one more in there somewhere. But uh, yeah, can't wait. 
Did Moxley have one? If you I don't did, I can't remember it, so it must it be It all blurs into one, doesn't it? It's hard yeah. to keep up with this bollocks. <laughs> strap, I've never seen a strap match and maybe go, oh, get in, strap match, my favourite. <laughs> Take the pineapple flavour of uh, match types. Um, Rhea Ripley Ooh. cuts a promo denying that she's leaving NXT. That's not what our news says. Uh, anyway, um, she's beaten down by Candice LeRae and her evil posse, who apparently have also been up Io Shirai off camera. Yeah, they bring her out, they do the thing to explain why she wouldn't run out and save her. They've already got her and they've beaten her up. Yeah. Oh, it's a good reason. Yeah. Pete Dunne beats Kyle O'Reilly in the War Games. Advantage ladder match with help from a mysterious hooded figure. Who's that? Is that not the Scream dude? I think it might be... No, was it the same dude, Matt Ross? I missed... I saw the... Um, I don't know what order they appeared in the show, but I saw the, the, the <coughs> shot where Johnny and Candice are driving away and with the, uh, yeah. the, the different Scream guy, but I missed the actual uh, Kyle versus Pete Dunne match. It was a good match, but I don't like these matches because the heel always wins and you know they're going to win because it, it only makes sense if the heels have the advantage in war games. We'll see next week, though, if the women the women's one's next week. But I think it might be Tyler Bate. Oh. Oh. Oh, well, no. Oh, right, okay. Oh, yeah. That was I. <laughs> what was wrong with that? <laughs> I was just running through the pros and cons. Me, mine and I. Could, yeah. Oh. Well, he's pals with him. He is. Both, um, both English. Facial hair. But wait, I thought the... Uh, Oh, he does that. Now. The people who are major risk of uh, COVID with the the very old and the very young. So is he? <laughs> are you keeping away from this? <laughs> the very young. Oh, I How didn't mention he... Zach Thingy, did we? Zach Thingy. <laughs> Zach five, Thingy. Five star wrestling legend Zach Thingy. Oh, the grizzled young veterans. Oh, Gibson and and Drake. Yes. No, Dingle. Dingle. No, no, I'm no, we just don't know what you're talking about. Dingle. I just thought it was funny. Oh, it doesn't matter. I just Like yeah. Emmerdale. Yeah, I was just surprised the chat was like, oh, Zach Gibson, as if there's a lot of Zachs that you could have picked from. Oh, and then oh, you said no right, Dingle. Yeah. Right, 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 right. Sorry. Sorry. What Zachs do you know? That's a good point. Um, Sorry. Sabre uh, Jr. Sabre Jr. Ryder. Gowan. Sabre Senior, I guess. <laughs> One after exists the other. Latimer Leeds Festival in 2013. Good guy. Bloody good guy, that Zach. Yeah. Which is obviously through a team of just Zacks. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I think that was all for NXT this week. Any other wrestling happened? Uh, no. Oh, um, AAA announced Triple Mania is happening in December after wondering if they're going to do it or not. God knows what they're going to have on the show, but it is definitely happening. I bet, you're, I bet you cannot wait. <laughs> I cannot wait. I'm more excited been... for that than I am TLC or uh, Winter is Coming. It was obviously terrible and that really benefited you. But then the next year, it was actually really good. No, no, I am genuinely enjoying the, the Lucha when it's really good. But so it can be completely awful as well, which is perfect It's anyone's for me. guess. But when, it's, it when could, it's great, it is very good. So. It could go either way. I'm excited too. But I think it comes during the holiday season, so I don't know if I'll see it. I'll make time for it. I'll right. pop the phone during the Christmas dinner. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that was all of wrestling. Let's go to something else. Let's have a rummage in our mail bag. <laughs> ah, let's have a little look in the mailbag rummage rummage Ooh, rummage rummage wagwan lads thanks for your years of entertainment keep up the great work for the mailbag could you answer one of these please if you could create a wrestler 
Frankenstein's monster style, with a where you pick the wrestler's head, arms, body, and legs. Which wrestler's body parts would you pick? <laughs> For example, they've said mine would be Roman's head, Randy's arms, Brock's chest, and Bully Ray's legs. Okay. Also, Bully if you Ray's... have a five-a-side match choosing only cartoon characters, who would be on your team? <laughs> we don't uh, have to answer that one. <laughs> stay, stay safe. Love you, bye. And I think that's format and ruined it here. Is there a name for that one? It should have been. Hold them together. Page. Wait a minute, I'll have to like break them up. Oh no, is it run together? The people it's... put like at the bottom question two and then that starts with a name, so I assume that's it. Yeah, I've had a look down. Yeah, that's from Zach from Prest. Oh, he was about Zach! Zach! Oh, oh, nice to see you coming, Zach. You could be the guy who turns uh, powerhouse on the rest of the Zachs <laughs> at the Survivor's <laughs> 2 thing we're doing. So if you could Frankenstein's monster a wrestler, okay. Um, What's the four thing, five things? Head, where it was? arms, body, and legs. God, knees and toes. Knees and toes. Um, so, um, <clears throat> should we go around a circle? We'll start off with the head. Um, a wrestler head. Triple H oh. for me. And why is that, Ross? Because he thinks more. That's right. Um, I will go with Albert slash A Train because on the <laughs> SmackDown podcast, me and Tom were watching. Um, he took our tornado DDT from Matt Hardy and Lola said he's alright, he's got an eight and three eighths size head, so he's DDT proof. <laughs> <laughs> I'll and go Jack. for I was gonna go for like a really good looking one to put butts in seats, you know? But who's like the best looking wrestler ever? I think that's a question that should be the big question one week. Yeah, let's not waste yeah, that one. That's not, yeah. <laughs> right. Well, Who then is I'll the just, sexiest of all time? I'll just go for um, The Rock. The Rock's head. There we go. Yeah. He's a movie star. Yeah, there's worse heads. Uh, arms. Oh, Scotty Steiner. Mm. Big pop-up pump. John uh, Silver. Mm. Almost as big as Scott Steiner's. Yeah, it's a good one. Pistons. <laughs> I'll go for I'll go for Romans. I'll go for Roman Reigns' arms. Oh, that's looks, a good one. Looks yeah. cool. I'm building a Samoan. Yeah. Oh, all the Samoans merging together like yeah. some sort of Power Rangers thing. God. Yeah. Uh, body. Torso, do we mean? Yeah, I think so. We've got Who's Brock's got chest the here. Strongest so. core. Oh, I've got Biggie. Oh, Ooh. that's a Oof. thick one. That like oh, 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 oh. that is a thick one. Like a bag, badly parked Volkswagen. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> So it's a red dwarf line. Go on, Ross. I'll go for War Geordie Pack because mm. oh, yeah. one hell of a core on show there. I'll go for Balor, but my guy's going to look ridiculous now because he's got the Rock's huge head and Roman's huge arms, and then Balor's underwear model <laughs> body. But you know, yeah. <laughs> like, like Donkey Kong. Uh, I'm going to go with for legs. Oh, I've only one that comes to mind, uh, Mr. Tyler Bate. Mm. Is built like a rooster. Stacy Keebler. <laughs> oh god. Um, striding across the ring, and she's got legs. Dun dun dun. And she knows how to use it. Never mind. <laughs> Whoosh. Jack, what have you got? I was doing the instrumental part of that song by those people. She's got legs. Dun dun dun. Legs, dun, That's dun, what ZZ dun. Top do. They go, hey, 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 do the bit. Dun, dun, dun. 
Is this like a Blues Brothers? What's going on? <laughs> like a Blues Brothers version of it. Yeah, they, they um, shout everyone, everyone, stop what are you doing? Put your phones down. Yeah. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> um, I'll go for Drew. Drew's got some big hammies on him, hasn't oh, that's he? That's a good one, hi. Mm. Aye, from, there we go. Uh, lugging his, his dad's sword around. <laughs> and so now we need some sort of talented artist to put those... Oh. those things together in some sort of arty picture form and then we'll show them on the podcast oh god photoshop Lovely. John to put it together and go I read it's me <laughs> <laughs> the, the mouth doing that like in Conan O'Brien um, and then moving on a five a side match choosing only cartoon characters oh. oh just pick five Tazzes he was on every single football sticker in the 90s with me to your car <laughs> ah, that's, yes yeah okay yeah yeah <laughs> Yeah. Oh, am I doing it as well? Yeah, oh, the, the, the man has said a question. <coughs> okay, um, I'll do um, the little lad from The Incredibles on the wing. Dash, is it? Uh-huh. The fast one. Uh-huh. I'll go for um, Bugs Bunny. Why not? He's crafty in Space Jam, isn't he? Bit of a good sportsman. Uh, oh, God. I hate this. I hate this question. <laughs> I like the last one, Zach. Why did you just leave it? Should, should we move on? I'm stressing myself. No, I'll do it. Okay. And um, Samurai Jack, remember him? And then Cow and Chicken. There we go. Good mix Good of one. size, speed, aggression. Damage control style aggression. Yeah, I'll have uh, uh, the Hurricanes as uh, doing all the football. And that's a very old... Who the hell cartoon. are the Hurricanes? There's a cartoon about a fictional football team. They were Did you make it up? Magnet and Steel? Yes. Okay. Anyway, yeah, the Hurricanes the hurricane. and then the Inspector Gadget in goal because he could extend his <laughs> thing and be better than Peter Shilton, all I'm saying. I'm going to reset. You've, you've intrigued me there with the Hurricane. With the Hurricanes and the something, something, and like a lot of those early 90s cartoons, it's like, and they have to win the football match for charity. And then wow. there's an evil dude who just wants to win the football and make lots of money because he's already rich. And I don't know. Yeah, Actually, that bit was true in real life, but. I used to love the program. It was on CBBC, like early 2000s, or maybe just late 90s, when Michael Owen was in the poster on the wall, and he would come out the poster <gasps> into real life. Oh, oh. I can't remember what it was such, a, such an inspirational theme tune with some like French horn-sounding thing. Yes. <laughs> Lovely. What a show. <coughs> can, can I change my answer to the animals from the Ben Knobs and Broomsticks football scene underwater? Oh, or when they go, nice. no, not underwater. Yeah, when they, they, yeah, that's a great football match, that. Yeah. Um, what's the name of the teams? <clears throat> Jesus, look at the hurricanes, man. Look at the state of these lads. Yeah. Summary. That's it. The so hurricanes versus the Draguna, Makoda, Tracorum, Substitutionary Locomotion. The series focused on a, on a fictional football team headed by the heiress of the team's legacy, Amanda Carey, and their coach, Jock Stone. Was he Scottish by any chance? <laughs> During the series, the Hurricanes football team would either be battling a renegade football club, the Gorgons, managed by... <laughs> managed by... If you're Greek, I do apologise. Managed by Stavros Garkos. <laughs> what came first? The Gorgonites or whatever you've just said there? That's what the, I'm asking. The Gorgons. The Gorgons are the Gorgonites? Emissary of the Gorgonites. Uh, for pitch supremacy... Or they'd be having wild, unpredictable adventures off the field in exotic world touring locations. 
Would they? <laughs> Matthew, that's class. <laughs> As you can see, this is why they're, they're, they've still got it. At least play in the indoor league or whatever, but uh, yeah. Oh, it's very good. <laughs> I remember because oh. one of them was from a poor country and he played football with no shoes or socks. Oh, on. no, Matthew, something terrible's happened. <laughs> It's, oh, it's not like the way we looked up Roald Dahl one time and no. realised it was a friggin' anti-Semite. What, what's happened? Well, it's, it's just a list of opposing teams they face. Go on. Every one of them is a country stereotype. <laughs> oh, please. I'm sorry, what year was this made? And then read them. I don't... Uh, the year it was made was um, 93 to 97. Okay, yeah. Oh, dear. The golden age for Here we go. racism. <laughs> the Garkos Gorgons. Greece. Shall I say the? I'll say the country first, then that yeah, Egypt, yeah. Egypt, the Cairo Pharaohs. Yeah. It's not too offensive. Yeah, yeah. Brazil, the Rio de Janeiro Cariocas. I don't know what they are. Okay. Japan, mm-hmm. the Tokyo Typhoons. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, they love natural disasters in Japan. Like <laughs> yeah. Germany, Nudelheim and Bayern Munchausen. <laughs> 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 Uh, Spain, Real Azul and Pamplona. Canada, Elks. Just Elks. <laughs> England, Standish Park Rangers FC. Don't know. Zambia, Zambia Zebras. Ireland, the Timberani Shamrocks. <laughs> um, Scotland, the Inverfinnan Celtics. This team name is a blend of Celtic FC and Inverness. And... In Italy, DC Milan, which is lazy, very lazy. DC Milan. Yeah. Well, that was good. Bayern uh, Munchausen was my favourite. Yeah, Jesus, that was that was worth it for that. Anyway, moving on. Thank you, Zach from <laughs> Preston. I hope you like the Hurricanes, because uh, if not, that was a really bad answer. I need to watch that. Number two, Topi contrived hello alternative. Yay! In your expert opinions, what what are some of the best or most ridiculous, obvious lies from the world of professional wrestling? E.g. Shane McMahon being the best in the world. And it says here, he's not exactly Johnny Gargano. And then there's an asterisk. And it says, P.S. I don't actually rate Gargano. But I know Matthew has to read this. <laughs> I'm happy to hear that there's at least one other person who shares my opinion on him. <laughs> oh. uh, other ones could include Jinder Mahal declaring he would face Randy Orton in a Punjabi prison match where the only rule is there are no rules followed by him spending the next 10 minutes explaining the rules. <laughs> kind regards, John from Lockdown, Hampshire. Thank you, John. Oh, fantastic. We're from Lockdown, Newcastle. Mm. It's also named the Hurricanes team. Uh, that's a good point. Best lies, almost obvious lies. I think I've said this, I've said this more than more once, but I think it bears repeating every time it comes up, opportunity to say it. As a kid, I legitimately thought when Crash Holly came to the ring, with the scales over his shoulders, <laughs> that because he brought scales with him, when the announcer says weighing in it well over, allegedly well over 400 pounds, that he must be well over 400 pounds. Yeah. And that he just had such thick muscles. <laughs> <laughs> this is the expert opinion of Matthew talking. Uh, Ross, do you have anything like that? Mine's quite topical because it's to do with Taker, and I've just had a sudden realization as we're all sat there celebrating his 30 years in the business, we're celebrating the career of a man who murdered his parents and also <laughs> thought he murdered his and also thought he murdered his baby brother, but his baby brother survived and had psychological scars as a result. But there we were, heralding the, the legendary career of 
Double murderer. (laughs) 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 Well, triple murder if you count Mohammed Hassan as well, I guess. Yeah, that is true. AJ uh, Styles, but he came back to life. No reason. Yes, exactly, yeah. Attempted murder, at least. Uh, And he killed DDP's push in 01. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah, what do you like? So, uh, yeah. No lies there for the best pure striker in the business. Well, the best oh. part was he, he admits it live on Raw, and he's like, "Yes, I did it, didn't I? I bloody did it. I set the place on fire and killed them in that shoot promo thing, didn't he on Raw? Mm. Um, and nothing happened, so it must have been a lie." Yeah, but then it got changed to he only thought he did, and it was actually Kane. But this is all going on while Paul Bearer was having sex with their parents, and then that yeah. was never mentioned again. That, Paul Bearer having sex on the floor with Kane's mom to produce Kane. That's a yeah. That's a yeah. Just everyone should know that happened. Yeah, <laughs> we heard it. You can't unhear it, uh, Jack. Uh, mine is a recent one when Randy Orton lied to Bray Wyatt to gain his trust, and then burned down his house, and then beat him at WrestleMania for his belt. But it was pointless because Orton won the Rumble. Gave the title shot up to prove to Wyatt that he could trust him. Then turned on Wyatt, burned down his compound and beat him at WrestleMania anyway. Why did Orton... (laughs) Why did he not just win the Rumble, which he did, and then beat him for the title at WrestleMania? Because it's just more fun that way. (laughs) Okay. I suppose they had a few months to kill until WrestleMania came around. Uh, Like how in 95, Flair... He's getting attacked by Arn Anderson and Brian Pillman. He's going, oh no, I need help. Only one man can help me. Sting, can you help me? Sting goes, excuse me? <laughs> you What? No, Sting, really, I'm being attacked by these lads. Uh, me and Arn Anderson, we're no longer friends. Oh, I could really do your help. You want me to team with you? Yeah, I know I turned on you all those times before, but like this time you could really, really get together. All right. I mean, I am Sting. Not that one, but the other one. And I'll, I'll I'll team up with you, but I'm warning you if you if you turn on me, I'm I'm gonna kill you. All right, Sting, me and you, Flair and Sting forever, yay! <laughs> Halloween Havoc '95 comes. Where's Flair? He's been delayed in traffic. Oh, Sting in a handicap match against Pillman and Anderson. Oh, here comes Flair wearing just his trousers. Woo! He got he, he ran here from the airport or whatever. Woo! Here he is. Hunt back to Flair. Here he comes. Bounce up the ropes. Punches Sting. Takes him down. And it's, I mean, I love that. I love every year that I get to replay that because it's the best thing that happened to Halloween Havoc 95, one of the best things that happened in WWE of that time period. But it's also made it even better. As they're doing that, Sting's been beaten down for about 15 minutes already and then Flair turns on him and he pauses for a few seconds and he just gets up like, Flair! Like he has all this anger inside him that he can't sell. He's like, I'm going <laughs> to Oh, you're dead. You're absolutely dead. And Flair's like, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> Sorry. No, that's good. That's a good lie as well. But Sting fell for like that's, that was Sting's whole thing was falling for these tricks. He should have done it every week. <laughs> Sting would have jumped. Oh, okay, Fleur. <laughs> Sorry. Question three. Hi, lads. Hope everyone is doing well, and it's great to see Ross back. I was just recently watching the Broken Skull sessions with the Undertaker. He speaks about Brock ending the streak and how he would have preferred to put Roman over. My question to you lot is, where would Roman Reigns be today if he was a heel at WrestleMania 30 and had beaten the streak? All the best. Uh, oh, God, I'm sorry in advance. It's spelled C-I-A-N in County Galloway. 
Kian. 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 Okay, thank you. From from Westlife. Oh. That's also Irish, yeah? (laughs) Yes. Um, Well, I think he means... Sorry, I'm being thinking about the question rather than the name. uh, That he would have retained against Brock and then lost to Reigns at WrestleMania, whatever year it was that we went, 2017. No, he, That's no, he means if, because uh, Taker take said in the press that he didn't think Brock needed the win, so if he had to pick somebody to beat him instead of Brock at 30, he would have picked Roman. I would disagree with that, because Lesnar had a lot of the allure taken off of him. He had this match, of, the amazing match with Cena the first time round, some a never-ending feud with Triple H, which sucked all the life out of him. This this was a big fat reset button that got pushed, and then we got the Cena match at SummerSlam. So now I disagree. I think it was a, the the best thing to do at that point for Brock. If I realised that that would have meant we had years of nothing but Brock on top, maybe then yeah, he would shouldn't have won. But um, so my question, Ross, is what do you think about that? About Roman? Yeah, uh, I think Roman would have been buggered because mm. I think. Uh, the hatred was there already. Well, no, it wasn't there as as bad as it got, but it was sort of getting towards that way, sort of to the midpoint of 2014. Um, so I don't know why he would have gone because the, the, the hatred would have just been so much because he would have been the one to take away the streak. Um, it's actually worked out quite all right, hasn't it, for Roman now, currently? Having waded the the, the the choppy waters that was, this, the failed... Well, no, it wasn't. Was it a, is it a failed baby face push for Roman Reigns? Um... All those years of being booed by us blokes, I guess, and being cheered by the women and kids, that's what they all say, isn't it? What a question. That's a difficult mm. one. I think he would have been buggered now if he beat the streak, though. Because yeah. where would he have gone? Yeah. Well, when he beat Undertaker at WrestleMania 2017, I was there the night after Raw, and again, the supposed good guy came out, got booed nonstop for 10 minutes, said, this is my yard, then left. And then maybe a week later, maybe it was two weeks later, he was like, Hey, it's me, Roman Reigns. How are you guys doing? Tra la 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 la. Like, what? No, what do you think we've forgot? <laughs> oh, it's ridiculous. So, if they had had Roman Reigns beat Undertaker and then be this Roman Reigns that he is today, ten out of ten. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Oh. I agree. I agree with Ross. So I don't know what else to say, Kian. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, I think I'm talking too much during these bits. Um, no, I think I am. I've thought that today about myself. Ross, you talk It's funny all the time. you should say because I've thought that about myself as well. I've been Are cutting we all people off this? too much, yeah. Wow. Maybe we should all just sit in silence for a period of reflection <laughs> to readdress the balance. Could we do thinking, but yeah, there we go. Hmm. There were like three comments I saw on the last week's on last week's podcast saying that I'd become arrogant. <laughs> it's like, what? No, you've always been arrogant. <laughs> I was very offended because the, the, one of them gave a reason. Well, someone else put, why has Jack been arrogant? And they said, because he shoehorned in that story about being recognised. We should come after Ross and tell the story about being recognised. I was livid. I was so angry when I saw it. Yeah, but oh. my story my story wasn't me going, oh, I've got recognised. Isn't that great? Like yours, clearly. Mine wasn't saying that. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, yeah, he's, it was, yeah, there's a point. Ross was like, Look, uh, look, lads, people who see me in real life, I'm not like I am on YouTube. If you just be polite and move on, that's fantastic. Don't like, you know, don't don't uh, chase me to Morrison's. Shout at me. Shout yeah, at me, Morrison's, <laughs> and force me to take the other exit so I have to avoid you. And you're just like, yeah. Oh, no, 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 no. Time, me, A like, thousand new no. students here for to meet. <laughs> no, no, that was an ironic, oh, bum. 
But that's it. It's look, it's nothing wrong with criticism, Jack. You can learn from that and you can either keep on telling these stories or you can go, you're right. Well, there's nothing wrong with my story. Oh dear me. Don't make me trick you with another falsy, another fake story. What a time that was. The bag in the back of the car. Yeah, I nicked it though, it wasn't mine. That that was your flare sting moment. (laughs) We're never gonna trust you. He's off again bragging about his exploits in the podcast. Remember that that great thing I did? Uh, You're right, Ross. (laughs) So arrogant. Oh my god, you're right, it's very Pavlovian. And also, We're like, oh, something bad happened to Ross's house burned down. That reminds me when I won a lottery <laughs> ticket when I was 17. <laughs> and also the other reason for my arrogance that was given was that I was being harsh to Owen. Oh, yeah, that's And right, if you yes. watched last week and thought Owen was the more, the more, the baby face, to use that word, of the two of us, then I don't know what to tell you. Because he was being cocky. He was I thought cocky about boy. him having a go at those headphones quite a lot over the past week, and I still can't quite oh, wrap these. your head around it. it was like, mm. oh, they're, they're quite uncomfortable. <laughs> well, That's what quite... I'm used to in the EWO. <laughs> <laughs> Owens he used to work at PC, well, didn't he? Do they do, they do headphones? Maybe he's got better ones. Uh, oh, probably uses overpriced ones, yeah. Beats Ooh. by Dre. Oh, some sick beats. These are Bose. These are quite a well-respected brand, I think. I don't know. What... Yeah, I'm, I'm confused as well, Ross. I don't know what he meant. It was yeah. when he was like, it was when he started, when he went, he, immediately when he came in, two seconds later, is he behaving himself, yeah? Is he behaving himself? Owen's never talked like that to me in his life. <laughs> and then obviously I watched it back and realised that Pachiti had informed him to do this. So I looked like a tit. <laughs> that's 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 uh, not true. I did. No, no, you told him to come in and I knew that. Yeah. But Pachiti told him earlier in a more overarching sense. Oh, we both told sense, him. Oh, they know that. Sort of. Pachiti told him just to be a heel when he was champion or to rub it in my face. So your right. complaints about the book and Matthew, they don't come to us. They go to Adam. Thank you. Please direct your uh, your booking ideas or the public office. Anyway. Firstly, just want to apologise for my question last week. Oh, God, stopping the podcast dead in its tracks, like we've just uh. done for the past few minutes. Uh, <laughs> booking the Mania card seemed like a good idea in my head at the time. <laughs> in practice, it flopped. Similarly to Vince and Brucey e. P coming up with Retribution. Ooh. Watching Matthew snooze his way through the question reminded me. <laughs> oh God! Wait, wait, wait! Uh, wait for the, I'll wait for you to settle down for this. Watching Matthew snooze his way through the question reminded me of watching Joe Hendry and Gabriel Kidd wrestling defiantly to a thirty-minute draw at the point in Sunderland and sending me to sleep. Mate, we know both Joe Hendry and Gabriel Kidd. You can't say not that. after this. We won't. <laughs> hey, I've not seen that match. That was defiant. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't there either. Yeah. Well, I was, that was in Sunderland, so I didn't see it either. Uh, I saw the uh, completely sold Sunderland? out um, front row What's wrong with uh, when they aired it on YouTube. Another weird aspect of that show was seeing MJF, as he had been in Jacksonville a few weeks before having just signed to AEW. The thought of MJF being shown around Sunderland by the likes of Conor Renshaw was crackers <laughs> to me. Not at all. This brings me to my question. Where is the weirdest place you have seen a wrestler, whether it be a strange addition to a card or just in public? If you can't think of any and need some content and discussion, are there any celebrities? Thanks from Dom Malaby. Dom, I'm very sorry for um, for, for crapping on your question last week, lad. <laughs> I'm very sorry. Sometimes we can get tired and sometimes we have Reese's Pieces. We can go, oh, okay, cool. Here's another list question. Here's another list one. And sometimes we're like, oh, Christ. So I'm very sorry, mate. On the plus side, though, that little bit there about Defiant was very funny. So you've redeemed yourself. You are our big Dom. 
So where is the we've, weirdest we've place got, you've seen got a wrestler? We've already got a kingdom. So no, okay. I don't recognise him. Oh, he's been actually that not... question. To be fair, King Don was very much what culture. He's not. I'm he's not, not. He didn't. He didn't make the jump, did he? I've not heard from King. Don oh, I don't know what you're talking about. I thought you were talking about Dominic Mysterio. The big no, guy. King Don was a guy who used to phone into the, the live streams, and I don't know if Jack did it on his, but me and Pachiti definitely made him a recurring character on ours. We had around the world yeah. with King Don. <laughs> he would. What was it? He would tell stories with in different accents around the world. It and... was Pachiti bullying <laughs> oh, someone. <laughs> yeah, there was this twelve-year-old kid, <laughs> and Pachiti. Yeah. Well, I, I would laugh along. I would snigger like no, no. Kingdom was Kingdom enhanced the uh, the quality of those streams. You had all sorts of segments. You had on the go with just, just on the go with Justin Lowe. It was a guy who would take <laughs> us around. I think was it California? It was somewhere in America, and he would just take us around and live stream from his phone. And just <laughs> we went through a car wash one week. It was uh, <laughs> fantastic. Which, he took us to like a museum the next week. We went around a museum looking at things. I forget what the museum was about, but uh, on the go, just low. That was my favourite segment. Matthew, um, do you know how, do you know how much Vichy and Roth had checked out of those live streams by the end? <laughs> they used to have a segment. We would get wanted. <laughs> they used to have a segment called Tina Turner Nap Time. Can you please explain Tina Turner Nap Time? We used to watch uh, wrestling matches, and when we weren't feeling a particular wrestling match and thought it was a bit boring, we all would the then, time. all the time, yeah, we'd just declare Tina Turner nap time, which would just see us just sit back in the chair, grab a blanket, and just fall asleep on the live streams. On the on what on live stream? On a live stream. <laughs> People paid a subscription fee, by the way. <laughs> this was on What Culture Extra. Oh no! That's which I was, I was definitely against the very concept of yeah, What yeah. Culture Extra. But that's that's besides the point. But, but, uh, but you know what, right? In a weird way, people did find it entertaining. They so did. I, did uh, yeah, so yeah. I used I to get the worst. It used to be a Tuesday night. We used to stay up and watch SmackDown. It used to be on a Tuesday night, and then coming in on a Wednesday. <sighs> terrible. I used to have a bottle of, like, nearly a bottle of whiskey just during those live streams. <laughs> Me and Adam got married on one of them by Kenny, who tricked her into an actual marriage, which we had to get annulled and all that stuff. So, what was the question? <laughs> <laughs> uh, 20 minutes ago, somebody asked, uh, What is the weirdest place you have seen a wrestler? Or it be a strange addition to a card or just in public? <laughs> I've got one if you want to think of one. Go on, you go, Matthew. Because you're probably still thinking of bloody King Dom. (laughs) Um, This isn't my story. Uh, Do you remember Adam Rose, the Rosebud? One of my mates, I'm not going to say who, um, said he was in Phoenix. It's a really big superstore here in Newcastle. goes on for miles and miles in the city centre. And he went to the toy section when WWE happened to be in town. And Adam Rose was there in the toy section of Phoenix, next to the WWE action figures, right next to his WWE action figure. <laughs> Almost looking like he was waiting to be recognised by someone. So my mate went up to him and went, excuse me, you Adam Rose? And he did that. Oh, who, me? Oh, yes. You know, all right. Uh, my mate's a kind of large person, and he was told them Adam Rose. So he's like, can I take a photo? And Adam Rose said, sure, but you have to, like, bend down or, like, get your knees up. And he went, ha, 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 thinking he's kidding because he's taller than him. And Adam Rose put his hand on his shoulder and pushed him down and took the photo of him. So Adam Rose looked taller than the fan. <laughs> oh. That's a bit pathetic, that isn't it? Oh. <laughs> Sounds on par for Adam Rose, though. So, uh, And I like that story. What about you, Jack? 
Uh, he gave us an out, didn't he, with a celebrity, if we couldn't think of a wrestler that we'd seen. Yeah, any strange celebrity encounters? Yeah. Now, this isn't so much a surprising place to see a celebrity, but it's got an element of mystery about it in that I don't actually know if it was the celebrity. It's Schrodinger's celebrity. So, that sounds craft, doesn't it? So, (laughs) in Dallas, when we went over for Mania 32, we were walking back from somewhere, we'd been filming, and we were going back to the hotel to watch the Hall of Fame. Because we didn't get take, we didn't go to the Hall of Fame live. We just watched it in the hotel. We might have been to get food. I don't know where we'd been, but we we're on our way back to the hotel. Now, sorry, balls. In the middle of the Hall of Fame ceremony, for some reason, I left the hotel, maybe to go and get pizza from the pizza guy, and came back. Right now, a limousine went past, reeking of marijuana, like absolutely stinking of weed. Right. And I was like, whoa, bloody hell, that is strong. And I don't even know if the windows were open. Surely there must have been. The sunroof was. Were you there as well? Where have we, I, where, where, where have we been, Ross? I can I can only picture walking from our hotel to where the Hall of Fame was, that stretch of road, and the limousine was on the on the right as we were walking down. Right. The, the, the sunroof was open and the, the smell of weed was honking. <laughs> now, obviously the windows were all blacked out, but we get back to the hotel... Michael Hayes and the Freebirds are still singing bloody Bard Street USA for about 20 minutes. And it emerged that Snoop Dogg was late and they were filling time. I think that was Snoop Dogg in that limousine. What do you think, Matthew? I think that was a nice story. (laughs) I can't comment. I've never met the man. No, me neither. I was listening to uh, Two Bears, One Cave and Bert Kreischer inadvertently spills the beans that Cody Rhodes of AEW fame has partaken in a Snoop Dogg blunt. No. You can't say that on a stream. The holier than now. <laughs> Cody Rhodes, potentially, just in, in the words of Bert Kreischer, um, dabbling in the sweet Mary Jane. <gasps> what did you say about Cody? Did you talk about him generally? I think he said he was a nice guy. I don't Fair I don't enough. remember anything negative. I just remember him saying that and then going, oh, maybe I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> <laughs> Cody's going to DM him. <laughs> the Hurricanes next week playing against the Florinda Blunts. Uh... Florinda. Oh, bungled that. Jesus. Uh, Ross, what's your story? Uh, I saw Stephen Carr in Marks and Spencers once. That's all I thought. <laughs> <laughs> it was the one in... Um... Steve oh, Carl. bloody hell. Kingston Park around that area. There was a Marks and Spencer's joint onto a PC world and he was in there. Famous ex-right back, ex-Newcastle and Tottenham? Yeah, it was about 2007-ish sort of time. I was in, in the in the vicinity getting a, a PC. I mean, my mum was getting us a PC and we went to Marks and Sparks because we are feeling fancy mm. <laughs> that day. Never used to go to Marks and Sparks and then there he was. Buying all sorts of food. No, no, too scared. Do you know what? I've seen a Newcastle surprisingly, I know it's it's Newcastle. But you remember CMD Young? CMD Young, yes. Was he the one who had a collapsed lung? Yes. Yeah, I saw him in Calzone, the hipster pizza place in Jesmond. Did he have his collapsed lung on the table? Uh, I think it was pizza, but I don't know. <laughs> I just forgot I, <laughs> I just forgot about him completely. He had a bad time, didn't he, with injury well obviously. I remember being over the moon when we signed him, thinking, yeah. Wow, because he'd just taken the piss out of man sitting in the Champions League and then he rocks up in Newcastle, then was injured the entire time. The football podcast oh. continues. 
the, the Michael Owen effect, it sounds like. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I hope that was a good answer to your I'm sure he's pleased with well, that. I'd like to point out again that we saw uh, Sabu in... Oh, um, where did we see him? I saw him in a car when I went to WrestleMania. In the car with Primate, I don't know who else was there, but uh, driving down the road, there was this car with like a, a Michigan... <laughs> you, you were with Primate? Yeah, in the car, you, Primate I'm just imagining driving. Sabu and Primate blasting past together. <laughs> like, <"Way!"> <laughs> <laughs> no, we're driving down, and then this car had Michigan things on it, and Primate was like, oh, wait, look at those Michigan things. And then we looked in the like through the window, and all you saw was the nose. <laughs> and we're like, bloody hell, that's got to be Sabu. Is it Michigan he's from? Have I got that right? At Bombay, Michigan. Yeah, that's what they, everyone was putting the pieces together. Like, Michigan, big yeah. nose. Sabu. Drugs. Uh, <laughs> Have uh, I completely t- unrelated to all that. Yes, uh, Sabu was in Long Benton that one time. <laughs> Have I told my Iron Sheik story on the podcast? I feel like I have. But me oh, and Sam were at WrestleCon that year in Dallas and, and I went, bloody hell, Iron Sheik's over there. And he's and Sam went, that's Sabu. And I was devastated. <laughs> because uh-huh. Sabu must have been having a bit of a bad day. <laughs> I was so devastated, Oof. man. I couldn't... Oh... <laughs> oh. <laughs> he was looking he was looking old his age had his age had caught up to him a bit thank you Hi. for the questions uh, we very much appreciate them a good selection this week fantastic thank you if you have any of your own please send them to mailbag.com no callaholic at mailbag.com mailbag 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 Reese's Pieces. Hey guys, happy Thanksgiving from the States, y'all. We are very thankful for what you do in 2020. You always keep us laughing and entertained. <laughs> Today's Reese's Pieces is inspired by Hulk Hogan's upcoming biopic featuring Chris Hemsworth. Mm. So that got me thinking, with a little help from the internet, I came up with a list of celebrities that could play wrestlers in future biopics. Well, we know someone who could play uh, the Iron Sheik. I paired some celebrities' personalities with the wrestlers, so it's not purely based off looks. Choose a biopic you like to see. Assume the leftover choice will never happen, and feel free to change any celebrity you want to play the featured wrestler. Have fun. They'll give ourselves some... Christ, there's uh, 12 of these. Um, Fastest so fourth much... come on! Oh no, they pretty much explained this, uh, how it goes. They've said who they want to be in it, so I guess we hear that and have to say someone better. No, we just pick which one we want to see. Oh, no, there's Oz. There we go. Again, the formatting on this. Yeah, I figure it out now. Who would you like to see? CM Punk played by Jake Gyllenhaal or Triple H played by Sean Bean? Sean Bean. (laughs) Yeah, Sean Bean. It's got to be Sean Bean. Have you seen, by the way, the the thing where they filmed GoldenEye, the satellite? uh, That's some science station. Uh, They're finally shutting that down in real life. Oh, it was actually active? Yeah. Not when Sean Bean was falling off it, but... I hope Boris is still there, frozen. Yeah. Oh. What's going to do with him? Oh. <laughs> Cesaro played by Jason Statham. That's a good one. Or Mark Henry played by Rick Ross. <laughs> the second one. <laughs> um, uh, I'm picking Jason. I'm gonna. Oh man, I don't like either of those because the wrestlers are are bigger than the people. Like Cesaro's got a dwarf. Jason Statham. I'll go for Jason. No, I think it'd be like. 
on the same size because Statham was a Olympian. Oh, oh, was he a diver or something? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Shane O'Mac played by Tom Cruise. That's <laughs> very good. <laughs> or Stephanie McMahon played by Natalie Portman. Oh, that's the first one all day long. Yes. Absolutely. Can't think of anything funny, but I... Uh, Randy Orton played by Daniel Craig. <laughs> oh, similar, similar. I can see it. I can see it. The mouth, the eyes. Or William Regal played by Liam Neeson. <laughs> what? <laughs> I like that one. Just, yeah, Liam Neeson, yeah. <laughs> um, I'd like to see William Regal played by William Regal. Yeah. But I'll take Neeson if he's a second option. Yeah, uh, Neeson is between you and Regal. <laughs> Orange Cassidy played by Ryan Gosling. <laughs> <laughs> or, or Otis played by Jack Black. Oh, I want to see Otis played by Chris Farley if he was still here. Oh, perfect. Yeah, that's a good one. I'll, I'll go for Otis played by Jack Black. I'll go OC played by Ryan Gosling. <laughs> This is actually a good one this week. Uh, Bret Hart played by Brad Pitt. <laughs> what? Oh, 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 Shawn Michaels played by Harry Styles. Wait a minute. As in One Direction, Harry Styles. Yeah. <laughs> oh, watermelon sugar high. <laughs> That's how it goes, isn't it? Is that the song? That's the song. <laughs> that one. Uh, Neither of those men look anything like <laughs> you could swap that. You could swap them round and it would be more accurate, I think. <laughs> Yeah, Brad Pitt could make a good Shawn Michaels. Yeah, he could. He basically Harry could. Styles could do a good Bret Hart. Harry Styles could do a good Bret Hart. <laughs> Sean Bean could do a good Shawn Michaels these days. <clears throat> I'll go for Bret Hart was a bastard. <laughs> I'll go for Brad Pitt as Bret just because I want to see that film, but I don't think there's a resemblance. No. Uh, a movie featuring Simon Miller playing Goldberg. Or Steve Austin. <sighs> Got to be Goldberg, hasn't it? Yeah. I'm sure Miller does the spear as, as part of his arsenal. Yeah, it's Goldberg. I can't see Miller doing the, the Austin voice. I, 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 no, I can't do it. But Goldberg shouting, you're next. I can, yeah, I can do that. Yeah. You're next. Your Here we go. You John 316s, let me tell you something. I can't do Simon's voice. I can't do it. We need Ben we need Ben or Peter here because they can do very good Simon Miller impressions. Austin, why did you pour concrete into my Corvette? Why? This is very similar to your Wade Barrett. <laughs> I'm look, I'm not good at impressions of established. Fair enough. Um, if you don't believe me, listen to listen to Colwallic SmackDown podcast. Mick oh, Foley, played by Zach Galifanasis. Or Owen no. Hart, played by Owen Wilson. Oh. I can see the resemblance uh, there, but I'm going oh. for the first one. The first uh, one, for sure. I'm going to go for the second one. I think Owen Wilson's a classy choice to play Owen Hart. Yeah, the second one better than the former. Doing a Mick Foley, because Mick Foley, the guy who's like, hi, you know, I'm very cheap. Uh, eh. Anyone, yeah, so I could do that, but like doing the Cactus Jack and all those promos or Mankind, I don't know what type of actor could do that. Jack hmm. Black, but he's already playing Otis. It's like no, Jim Carrey doing one of those serious Wait, roles. Wait, do you think Jack Black could be Kenny Omega doing all of his pointing and his dramatic, like, <laughs> <laughs> Yes. 
Yes, I like that. Jack Black as Kenny Omega. <laughs> That'd be so funny. Yes. <laughs> Jack <Way>. Black would have... <laughs> yeah, Jack Black would have to tone it down, though, to get the Kenny Omega. Right? <laughs> Nicolas Cage is Kenny Omega. Oh. There it is. What's wrong with you, hangman? You turning on me? <laughs> <laughs> Chris Jericho, played by Gordon Ramsay. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Okay. Now we're cooking on gas. Or John Moxley played by Ed Sheeran. Is he joking? I beg your pardon. The first one, hands down. Yeah. The first one. I think he couldn't think of a second one and just had that one so good he knew no one would pick anything <laughs> yeah. else. Young Vince McMahon played by Adam Driver. Okay. I hadn't thought about that, but yeah, actually, the, the there's something there with the, the face. Or older Vince. Played by Harrison Ford. Oh, that one. Yeah, second one. I'd or John, see Adam or John Cleese. Tra- <laughs> oh. F- um, I don't drive it doing a young Vince McMahon be good just to see if he can get the inflections. Well, no, one, two, three, got Oh, no, he didn't. Punches a wall. Uh, oh, sorry, there's another one. Or oh, Eric Bischoff played by Bradley Cooper. Mm. <laughs> he wishes. I think I'll move on from that one. And for the main event, Roman Reigns, played by Jason Momoa. Okay. Or John Cena, played by either Matt Damon or Mark Wahlberg. Mark Wahlberg. Yeah, I was going to say. I was say, yeah. Um, I'll go for the Roman. Yeah, I'll go for the Roman one. Yeah. That'll be good. We've done it. Which celeb do you want in your own biopic? As ourselves. As ourselves, yes. Oh, God. John Candy for me. Everyone says it anyway. <laughs> but he was the best, so, yeah. Yeah. It's a nice comparison to have. Yeah. I don't know. Um, can I have one of the other lads out of One Direction? Just not Harry Styles, because he's got curly hair and mine is straight. I really don't know. I'd have Owen play you. <laughs> <laughs> I'd have Owen play you. People said, oh, wow, Owen, Owen looks like Matthew. I went, what has Owen done to deserve that? Oh, Matthew, stop. <laughs> stop hell. that now, Matthew. Your mum listens to this. I'm oh, sure she, she would tell you that. <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry, mum. I'm way sexier than him. There we go. Um, <laughs> God, I'll save you three phone calls. Uh, well, people keep on comparing me to Keanu Reeves right now, which. Nice. I'll go, yeah, but now Keanu Reeves. But I'm still happy with that. You know, John Wick Keanu Reeves, not Bill and Ted Keanu Reeves. And you know what? I'm happy with that. I'm happy with that as I am with the question that was sent by Kevin Toasty. And he says, all the way from the 619 Boyaka Boyaka. Don't know what that means. It's oh, it's the area code, right? Oh, they... San Diego, isn't it? You know what? I've heard that number so many times, I forgot what it actually meant. <laughs> <laughs> so if they did Newcastle, it would be the Boyaka Boyaka 0171. 0191. Oh, one, oh, depends what oh, one seven from, one. What, Wait, oh, one, oh, one nine one. Yeah, where's oh, one seven one? I forget. Is that all of them? I'm not. I'm not to put in an area code forever. If it's if it's Benwell, it's nine nine nine. Here's another Reese's pieces. First of all, just want to say you guys have meant the absolute world to me since Name the days, and we're awesome. And you were awesome, I guess, when I met you at the old WCPW days. And were awesome. Yes, there's a bad high, there's a bad apostrophe there. Oh, I well, thank you very much. 
I can't thank you enough for the dark days you got me through. And I'll just, you know, criticize your writing. And for that, I can only say thank you for that and your continued normalization of men's mental health and speaking out. Anyway, in their words, enough of the soppy balls. So, well, thanks good. very much. Yeah, but first of all, before we go any further, yes, thank you for that. And I think like normalizing it makes it easier on people. So, never mind that though. Here's the soppy balls. Hope you, hope you enjoyed the show as well. If we met him at WCPW. Yeah, and it wasn't the Sunderland one. Uh, I've got some Reese's <laughs> pieces defiant. for you, gents. On the back of the well, or oh, well-needed Keith Lee theme change, I have a collated list of themes for you to pick. Mario voice. Here we go. Oh, <clears throat> here we go. I can't hit those. I generally can't hit those notes. Here we go. Thank you. Um, it's all right. Christ, sorry. The designated. When we need someone who hasn't hit puberty, yeah, Jack, can do, <laughs> Jack can do the voice. Uh, Bischoff WWE theme or Vince McMahon theme? Bischoff for me. Vince. It's close, though. Vince is timeless. I'll go with that. Uh, Asuka theme or Sasha Banks theme? Banks theme. Asuka's theme. I can sing along with Sasha Banks theme, so I'll do that one. Uh, Bella's theme or Nia Jax theme? Bella's, specifically, Brie. Bella's, Nikki. <laughs> you know what? Not, I was going to say the Bella's, but it reminded me of that one. I'm saying Nia Jax. Brie mode uh, is an awful song. <laughs> I'm not like most girls. Brie mode. Edge on this day by Metal Anus. Or oh, John Cena, my time is now. Metal arsehole all day long. <laughs> yeah, I'm going for steel rectum as well. Yeah, I'm going for edge bugger uh, because that can come on. Uh, uh, comes on a rise sometimes, doesn't it? So everyone Only... does the hair stroke and go, "Come on, let me spear your mate," and you go, "Nah, get away from me." Yeah, and uh, uh, when he came out of the rumble and the lyrics made sense, it all fit when he came out this year's rumble. When you yeah, the lyric, it says, I hope that the camera cuts away no. from me. <laughs> Chris Jericho, WWE, or Judas? Judas. I'm going for... I was going to mention this when we talked about Dynamite, and I forgot. I'm going for the WWE one, because you know what I've got, I got sick of this week? I hit the tipping point this week, of when Jericho comes out, and the Judas plays, like, for ages, and the camera goes around the ringside area, and heels, faces... Babies, dogs, everyone is singing along to what a great song Judas is. And I'm sick of having it rammed down my throat. So I'm going for the Y2J one. Uh, I'm picking Judas because I like it when the people sing along with it on Dynamite. <laughs> well, just wait a bit, Matthew, because that you will hit that tipping point soon. I'm gonna, I've got to, I've got to say, you will. Okay. You mark my words. <laughs> CM Punk, Cult of Personality, or Jeff Hardy, No More Words, Cult of Personality. Jeff Hardy's one because I preferred Kill Switch for CM Punk. How does No More Words even go? Never see the riding on a wall. If you're seeing this uh, or hearing <laughs> this, it's because Ross said a rude word. He's not a fan of that Jeff Hardy song. <laughs> Ross was livid about that Jeff Hardy song. I did, I did an entrance theme tier list last year. I forget who it was with, but um, I said it on there. I do not like it. And I, I nearly caused a third world war, I think. <laughs> <laughs> the hate I got for that just by not liking this song never liked it uh, Undisputed Error or Bobby Roode Glorious <sighs> Glorious I'm going for the Undisputed Era but for a, a, a short while for a glorious few months well for a glorious few months that was the best thing around but um, it's the Undisputed Era yeah uh, I'm going with Glorious because it's 
still a great song. And I'm pretty sure it's the thing that's keeping Boy Rude employed. So, um, Nagamura, original WWE theme, or Fandango? Nakamura. Yeah, Nakamura. No, I'll, I remember Fandango mainly being a thing. I'll go with him. Undertaker theme or Kane theme? And I'm annoyed by this person because they've not put which Undertaker theme. Yeah. What's your favourite Undertaker <laughs> theme? How about that then, Ross? My favourite Undertaker theme is called Going Postal, and it's what they used to put on the VHSs when they ran out the uh, the rights for Roland, I think it would have been. What a what a what a bop that is! Um, and obviously for Kane, it's uh, slow chemical, isn't it? But which of the two? The slow chemical one. No, <laughs> no. Fire. Which which of the two Undertaker and Kane Reese's Pieces? Oh right, we've got to pick. The, oh right, we're doing picks and then picks <coughs> on top. Uh, Undertaker <coughs> on me. I'm a big fan of it. Love it, me. Called go and go and post. Let's call on YouTube. I'll go for. The Ameri- I'll go for American Badass by Kid Rock, but then I'll go for Kane's overall because it's a classic. Slow chemical. Okay. I'll go Undertaker's Ministry of Darkness one, the WF Volume Four, the one with the sleigh bells. He's speaking like fake Latin at the start because I thought that was the coolest thing. Um, <gasps> Kane's first theme with the organ build up. Ooh, that that got me. That was like, oh, oh, Kane's coming. You know, the arena lights go off and it's like, meh, meh. Oh, they're both really good. Um, I've just I've just ruined Cultaholic Law forever. My favourite theme of all time, according to the law, is you've done it now, you're going to make a big mistake. Yes. I, I did wonder where Going Postal came from, I'm just but... pissed it all away. Yeah. Time to leave, I think. It's almost like <laughs> you've done it now. You've <laughs> made a big mistake. God. Ruined uh, it. By the way, on the Cultaholic uh, Smackdown thing, me and Tom do... That replaces on the network the Kid Rock. That's and they've had to like completely overdub it and the crowd noise. So I'm like, I swear the crowd were way more into it. You've done it now. And the like the thing in the corner comes up, like, you can buy the new album, comes up and it's just blurred. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, I'm going to go with Ministry of Darkness because mm. oh, it's tough though. Goldberg theme or Stone Cold theme? Ooh. The disturbed Stone Cold theme. <laughs> The non-disturbed Stone Cold theme. Uh, WCW Goldberg. Such a good song. DX theme or The Rock theme? DX. If we're going... Like back when it was back then, 90s, then DX. But if we're... I like the big epic rock ones with the big guitar solos and stuff. So I'll go for The Rock's more modern themes. DX, the Run DMC. The King of Rock what? The King of Rock who? I've been oh, listening to Aggression yeah. on loops all week long. I have. I oh. put it out a tweet of Wale, which he ignored, saying we need to bring back Aggression in 2020. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought me and Wale were life friends, like me and David Arquette, but it turns out no. Oh, Wale still likes you, surely? Not heard from in a while. I <laughs> he likes you, but he preferred the WWE original CD. <laughs> Shawn Michaels or Eddie Guerrero? Shawn Michaels is timeless, isn't it? Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, Shawn Michaels, because you can't dance to Eddie Guerrero's theme at one in the morning at Rife. <laughs> you can't trip over, though, when everyone's sticking their legs out like Shawn doing <laughs> yeah. the pose. Each hard out, girls. Big fat uh, dudes doing that. Oh, it's great. Although the guitar solo works really well in what is effectively an 80s like terrace. Yeah. But you know what? Maybe I say Eddie Guerrero because they, pl- they should play it once 
They loop it. And like, oh, okay, three. <laughs> yeah. Ric Flair theme or Sting's WCW theme? Sting. Um, probably Ric Flair. Oh, they're both great, but Sting, Crow theme. It's got to be Starcade as well with a bit at the start. What do you mean? The thing, the, the tarp in the sky with the white outline Sting doing the, and the woman doing the voiceover. Oh. No, Starcade 97 entrance. I remember him coming out looking bored. <laughs> Which was a big major issue people have talked about for years. Uh, MVP, original theme, or Mark Henry theme? Mark Henry, Echo. What a what a big one. that The one he had when he was against Undertaker, WrestleMania 22, the casket match. Wait. What? But it, it's the original theme you've got to pick. Is it? I thought I could pick any. I thought that's what Matthew said. Sorry, MVP's original, which is I'm coming. I'm yeah. coming. Or Mark Henry. Is it MVP, Mark Henry? your tea's ready. I'm coming. Does it say Mark Henry original or is it? It just Mark says Henry? Mark Henry theme. Oh, sorry. It's left ambiguous. Sorry, sorry, sorry. So I've I've gone for sorry. the Echo Mark Henry theme. I'll yeah. go for MVPs for how funny it is. <laughs> um Mark Henry Someone's going to get their wig split. Whoa. Whoa. Three Six Mafia! (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Randy Orton, new or old theme? Old, old, old. Jesus Christ, the new ones are awful. Oh, terrible. Harsh on voices. But I'll go with Burning My Light. Yeah, uh, I know that Randy Orton hated it, but I liked it. Why did Randy Orton hate it? Did he say? I forget. It, oh, it was some off comment he made about like it sounded like some sort of high school musical song. <laughs> <laughs> hey, um, and that's it. I know this may be a little long, yeah, but I'm dossing off work to send this one. <laughs> good. <laughs> Hope you guys are doing good and can give a day one fan a hello. 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 I was gonna say three, two, one. We'll do a hello. Three, two, one. Hello. hello. I'm not playing your Tom Campbell games on this podcast, Matthew. I'll say hello when I want. Okay. Sorry, that was free. That's uh, from Ton from Stoke-on-Trent. <laughs> by, by saying, thank you very much, by the way. By saying your Tom Campbell games, I didn't... I, know you meant. I just meant being inclusive and nice, I think, is what I meant. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah. That's a Tom Campbell game. I mean, you, you actually, you are right. You know, he's very good. Yeah. You know so. what else is right? Oh, the fact that anyone can oh, send right, their... The Reese's Pieces to us. Mailbag at cultaholic.com. And we'll try our best not to make fun of them if they're too long. <laughs> Honest. It's Cultaholics. Wow. What a great podcast. <laughs> Until this moment. Uh, because of the lack of things happening in the world of wrestling, we're trying to come up with what the big question is. That's oh, the big a- question where... Uh, we name this title, the video something, and then lots of people put the comment in the YouTube section what they want, or comment, and then they don't watch to this point. So it doesn't really matter what we put in. Because I've seen the thumbnail, but we have decided, as manly men, men of taste, men of uh, questionable fashion sense, we should finally discuss and figure out who is the most attractive male wrestler in wrestling. Ever, mind. Ever. Ever. And you can tell we're invested in this because Ross is on his phone. No, I'm just finding out what the general consensus is online. Because I'm, I'm quite we, intrigued. We, oh. 
Can we guess yeah. some general names at first? Can we guess who people think is? Because I'm going to throw out there. I want you to try and guess who the fourth Google search image result is. Fourth? The fourth For, one what, on what there. What is the search? What uh, the the sexiest say? male wrestler of all time. Is it Randy Orton? No, it's not. Oh, of all time? Oh, I don't know. Dick the Bruiser still got his No, face. no. Dick the <laughs> Dick Bruiser. Dick the Bruiser. <laughs> I just love that name. Is it Shawn Michaels? It, well, no, he's actually the first result. Well, I yeah, sense. I mean, yeah, he's a sexy boy. Uh, given what I read on Twitter, Adam Cole. Incorrect. I'm going to show is you, otherwise we might be Finn, here all day Finn long. Finn Balor. Okay. This is the fourth result. <laughs> oh, I mean. Shamrock. <laughs> <laughs> well, Ken Shamrock yeah. is the fourth. There's your top four, just in case you're wondering. But Michaels, John Cena, the game. <laughs> and the <laughs> Bloody hell. <laughs> With the title around him, that's it. Yeah, that's yeah. it. That's why he held it for so long. Makes sense. Power is power is attractive, so you know you've got to yes. have that. But who is the sexiest male wrestler of all time? Okay, I think there's a strong case to be made for mid '90s Shawn Michaels. Surely, surely. Mm-hmm. What? When he dressed like a stripper. Yeah, yeah. Your little hat. <laughs> Yeah, of course, yeah. <laughs> um, oh, Sean, you're so hot. And then he'd speak, as like, hi. <laughs> maybe maybe Orton as well, but he's a bit too extreme looking for me. Like, he's got a... Oh, Look at oh. that. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Oh, yeah, he thinks Sean. he's cute. He knows he's sexy. He's got his towel on in bed. He must have wet the bed. It's Sean Michaels, everybody. <laughs> well, you've ruined Sean now. <laughs> it's not him. Um, I don't like Randy Orton because he looks like most uh the lads having a celebration in the dressing room. <laughs> what is this segment? What, what, what are, are you doing? Googling? It's just sexiest male wrestlers and there's Triple H and Batista popping the bubbly <laughs> in the dressing room. Why has someone added a sparkle filter over it? I think it's the champagne. Are they vampires? It's Batista's Batista's pop the cork in the background there, look, it's the champagne. Oh, if you know about. what I mean. Oh, okay. <laughs> um also trying to say, yeah, Randy Orton looks like too much like an FP, uh, the main character in an FPS in the 2010s. Yes, he does. He's got a bit of he's got a bit of modern action yeah. hero. About sexy it. Red, red Kev, <laughs> what's going on, Ross? Here, it's sexy what's Kev. Up, <laughs> sexy I Kev. I don't want to know who that is. <laughs> uh, my Did shout's it... Roman Reigns, current day Roman Reigns. That's a very good shout. It's it's godlike. It's got to the stage where he's got the new mouth and he's got the full beard, in which I prefer personally. In the the reduced body fat percentage, I guess, I've got to throw in there as well. Roman Reigns these days is godlike. He's looking incredible. And um, you can, it's like, have you seen It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia where Dennis gets too full of himself and he's a gold, I'm a golden god. It's like that. He's like last week's podcast? <laughs> For God's sake. So we cut that out and says, this is what Jack really thinks. This thing is shouting, I'm a golden god. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Roman's Matthew. a great show. Matthew, are you going for? We've got Michaels and we've got Roman. Uh, Matthew's going to come out with some rogue pick here. Folder. He's, yeah, he's going to go mad. <laughs> hey, they're calling the big daddy for some reason. No, 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 no. I'm excited to see what type of man Matthew goes for here. Where's he going to go for a pretty boy or a, a manly man? Honestly, though, like, I know people, what well, it's considered fashionable and stuff and that, but. Not a lot of wrestlers I look at and go, wow, they're attractive. 
Wow, your standards are ridiculous then. No, I mean, lot, that's it, though. That's what people go for is not what it's I'm like, oh, look at that. You well, know? yeah, true. I get what you I mean. I wouldn't get any bleed work done if I was there watching them going, oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm trying to go, oh, I hope you kick out again. What <laughs> 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 oh, the vinegar strokes. God. Um, oh, my I'm God. Gonna, uh, I'd say somebody, what gets me is passion. Okay. <laughs> the stuff. So that's why a lot of I think that's why a lot of like wrestlers uh nothing there's absolutely nothing for them. Okay, how sexy or well built they are. If they come out and go, I am going to beat you, fire crotch. I'm like, I don't care. Oh about no, I know who he's gonna go for. Um, Ross, I know I can tell who he's gonna go for already. Oh, go on. He's going for Eddie Kingston straight away. Me, I mean no no I mean wow. He <laughs> said, great. I mean, he finally catches up with me and he just kisses. <laughs> <laughs> was it was No, it? no, no, I'm I'm gonna go with because the passion, the man is just uh, unlimited passion. Uh... Buff Bagwell. <laughs> Shut up, I'll kill you, Buff. He's now thinking of a different one. No. He, he was going to say Eddie Kingston. Now he's pretending no, that he I wasn't. wasn't. Gonna say yeah, he's going to now say a different one. I'm going to say Xavier Woods. You've made that up. You've just plucked that. You were going to say Eddie Kingston. No, that's true. Woods is very passionate about a lot of things, to be fair. Yeah. yeah. And he's a he's handsome passionate, man. passionate, he's creative. Um. He stands out from these people going out, grr, I'm going to beat you up at the next WWE licensed pay-per-view, grr. He comes out and he's like, I'm going to play my sax, uh, that is true. brass instrument, whatever. I'm going to play my games. I'm going to dress up. I'm going to do presenting. I'm going to do a podcast. He'll probably do a film next or become the mayor of uh, whichever state he wants to pick. I think that's what works in America. Passion. Passion for something is what gets me because not a lot of people have it. That's, that's a great I'm answer. i podcast, but you two sexy individuals. Thank and no good people in this place, like Tom Campbell and Andrew, another, another who we did something man. with this uh, past week, and he was a lovely human being, and he didn't now, know anything about wrestling. By the way, what? Wait, he Andrew, didn't know dick about. So wait, wait, he didn't know dick about two thousand wrestling because he wasn't watching it. He didn't oh. know who the. We said who's the first king of the ring. He went Jeff Hardy. He went. Do you know what? Do you know who Chris Benoit no. is? And he went. No, I've never. What, what did he do? I went. Doesn't matter. But he knew. Oh, that referee's Teddy Long. He used to manage Rodney Mack. Mm. <laughs> so, mm. hanging out with passionate people like yourselves, newer people are called the Holic. And What's all the this become, Matthew? Fans. All we asked you was who's the sexiest wrestler, and you've turned into an inspirational speech. You're a better I, person. I, I've than been we drinking are. the Tom Campbell juice. Oh, yeah, so let's, forget, let's forget about good personal traits. I you don't know it. anything about these people. Oh, right. You just everyone's in the lineup, and you've got to pick. You've <laughs> got, you've got, just dragged it way back down. You've got He's to like, pick one. <laughs> you've got to pick one to take home for the night, Matthew. Who are you taking home? Oh, oh. Oh, it's a bloody meat market. Um, <laughs> in dubbed in, oh, of all time. Mm. The sexiest wrestler of all time. We're going to get horrible comments for objectifying these male superstars. Oh yeah, aren't we? no, absolutely. Do you know who's up there? I was going to go deep. What's that? Do you know who's really up there? It's a mixture of Ross's brutal shallowness and Matthews and Matthews metaphysical poetry. Big E combines <laughs> Big E combines passion and attractiveness wow. in a good little package, doesn't he? Because a little package. Yeah. <laughs> I don't oh, think no. so. Oh no! This is just Italian nine arts show, isn't it? At this point, <laughs> I like this reply to that. That uh, someone shared the clip and he replied with like a, "Oh, oh I did it," you know. Oh. Biggie's hilarious. Everyone knows that humour is attractive. Biggie also has preposterous muscles. Look at all that tricep meat. I think we've uh, that's that might be my answer. You know, might I think that should be the thumbnail. Really, the thumbnail should <laughs> just be his pecs. Yeah, that'll get demonetized. I reckon. <laughs> Worth it. 
So there we have it. Big yeah. E is the sexiest wrestler we've of all sol- time. We've solved it. I can't uh, believe it. Also, shout outs to Finn Balor's thirst picks, aka, <laughs> AKA his main Twitter account. <laughs> Balor makes me feel terrible about myself. He's an awfully well built man. No, the way I, the life must be boring if you uh, if you if you're that strict on yourself, I say. Yeah, maybe, but yeah, maybe it's a balance. Who? Yeah, maybe. Imagine never eating carbs. Never. I know. You're right. You're right. You're yeah, right. If it's looking like Balor or pa- Calzone, oh right, okay. you know it's like hmm. I love a yeah. Calzone. Yeah. Yeah. Fair. Well, this has been this has been absolutely brilliant. This is the I last can't believe this is the actual big. Podcast. This is the actual big question. Pacini's going to see it and go, lads. I can't I mean, believe the, you didn't mention me. Pacini's under, undergone what the kids call a glow up in the past few years, I believe. He's you know has his he? hair's been yeah he started getting fades on his hair and that it looked good. He goes to the Turkish barbers in the middle of town, so he does. Does he? Oh, ah. I'm scared of a Turkish barber. I think that I feel like I've, when people have told me the stories of the Turkish barbers, they've said that like they get really close when they shave you and stuff, and they like they're very like they know what they're doing, but it's a bit like scary. I've never been to one. I went once and I had the flame stuff done to get rid of all the little hairs around the side of your head, so they just get like oh. a stick with a flame and go like full on sabu like oh. around the side of your head, and I was like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> On Sabu, so they're going cheeky, baby. No, 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 no. That might be one of my favourite moments of Cutaholic podcast. Like just that one moment, by the way. Um, oh. I went to the Turkish barbers as well, and they did the haircut in about five minutes. I went, bloody hell, that's amazing. That wow, no wonder there's such a prestigious term, the Turkish barbers. Yeah. Then I went a few weeks later and said, I grabbed this type of haircut that was different than the first haircut I got. And I got the exact same haircut again. I went, oh, that's why it's so quick. Well, you know what, bloody style. But if you want that haircut, then absolutely go there. In and out like a bank job. Uh, rather like the people watching this video, I imagine. Three minutes into it, wondering why people are, are why we're not talking about wrestlers' cocks. Three hours. Uh, thank you very much for enduring the fantastic Call Like Wrestling podcast. Hope you've enjoyed it as much as we have talking about it. Ross, what have you got for us this week on the channel? Uh, myself and Sam are doing a tier list ranking on all of the Undertaker's gimmicks we've narrowed it down to nine gimmicks over the past 30 years Ooh. and that video is a lot longer than you might expect because <laughs> yeah. Sam and his mom they love the Undertaker oh. I hope Cameo Undertaker is, is uh, Cameo Undertaker is the ninth gimmick yes. wow yeah got to put it on there it's straight in the top tier is it the best gimmick of all time they'll find out on, this tier, on that tier list ranking I hear you're 91 that's awesome. <laughs> the, oh, the best is like, give your mum a special hug from the Undertaker. <laughs> Jack, uh, do you have any special hugs for the viewers? Um, nothing out of the ordinary. So rest of the week, me and Owen are still doing Twitch streams every Wednesday from 6 p.m. And Dynamite graded on a Wednesday. I can't think of anything at the minute. What about you, Matthew? Just the Twitch thing on 6pm Saturday. That's GMT time. Figure out for yourselves, everybody else. Uh, I don't know what we'll be doing because whatever I say will happen will not happen due to my PC. And it's also the Colorlic uh, Smackdown review of me and Tom Campbell. Assistance from Mr. Andrew this week. And I guess until 
Owen comes back or sorts you out, people have no choice but to wait until next week and send their votes for the Hall of Fame. There's no Patreon. point. There's Com- not going to be another podcast after that. Colaholic. <laughs> or <laughs> mailbag.com for... <laughs> Mail- <laughs> right, patreon.com forward slash cultaholic and mailbag at cultaholic.com. Thanks, guys. Thanks, yes. Matthew. Thank you. Send, send condolences to there for the <laughs> podcast. And as always, as always, we put our hands towards the uh, webcams. I count to three. Say the magic phrase. One, two, three. Join, Join us. us. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. For all the wrestling headlines in just 10 minutes, search Cultaholic Wrestling News on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. 